0: By the time I finished the movie, it was like 10 past five in the morning. <laughs> but it was that good that I had to just like watch the five minutes. I was like, wow. So I was so good about it. Um, just a, a typical boy stuff, you know, like he huh. had to go and serve in World War One, And he had to... Um, cheers. Cheers. And he had to go explore a new country to look for this mind civilization of cannibals, meet cannibals. It's just right. like...
1: This I see. Crazy. It's like an Indiana Jones kind of thing. Yeah,
0: but true story mm-hmm. so it's based on facts mm-hmm. um so in the end of, I don't quite want to tell you they meet this cannibal tribe and uh this cannibal tribe gives him and his son DMT and uh all well, this drink this and I. so it's like an ayahuasca I kind bet of? you it's ayahuasca they didn't say that in the film but right. I knew like these guys doing some DMT here. <laughs> right <laughs> and uh then they don't return to England but he posts them a compass he said i'll post you this compass if i find the mayan civilization if i find this civilization they posted he posted the compass but they never ever found him
1: oh him i see so it's like he vanished and
0: the... him and his son vanished but they received the compass so it's it's like did he find it or not did he find
1: it and decide to live with the tribes but he had his family and everything back home whom he loved Oh, and... well, that's interesting because you know like uh, with the native americans a lot of the pilgrims that would get caught they mm-hmm. would st- they would actually prefer to stay with the native americans mm. have you heard about that i haven't
0: heard about that i thought they got eaten
1: no, no well <laughs> yeah so the ones that didn't get killed but okay. were actually assimilated into the native american tribes is most of them would actually want to stay native american that's not, not
0: south not native south American.
1: yeah i'm not quite sure about Amazonia. how the natives well the south well the south americans right because the like portugal with brazil mm-hmm. uh the Portuguese befriended the natives, right? That was okay. the strategy, or no? That's how I understood. I'm not sure. Oh, because my understanding was that like the Spanish, they just slaughtered everybody, Okay. and then the 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 Portuguese, they had a different strategy. It was befriending the natives. They would like okay, give yeah. them. I don't know what they would give them, but maybe bring them gifts or anything. Like maybe that. teach them how to how to shit shit with uh, what's it called toilet? Yeah, toilet stuff like that. And stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so um, so what made you what made you interested? what interests you in the, uh, the ancient, what's it called in English? Uh, ancient civilizations. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I like, I like more. Yeah. Like what you're reading sapiens. That's not about civilizations more. It's more just about like,
0: just humans. Yeah. Just humans. Like how homo sapiens came into existence and how we, um, why we survived and our common ancestors didn't like Neanderthals or homo habilis and the rest, what made us special. Yeah. And it comes down to like, Mostly, m- not luck, because there's no really such thing as luck. It's like having opposable thumbs or having a bigger brain, being able to use tools, and what saved us the most is being able to cooperate in societies.
1: Yeah, communicate.
0: Communicate. So, communication was uh, important uh, because we were able to develop ideals like um, God or uh, do not murder or these kinds of things. Um, beyond the primal there's a lion or there's the river right. so we were able to communicate with ideals and then from there develop trust mm. so don't trust that guy because he steals your grain or whatever or steals your meat um, or trust that guy and through that that's how we were able to develop complex societies
1: right because heard that the neanderthals were actually smarter than the sapiens right they just couldn't speak as well
0: I didn't know that. I thought they weren't as smart as oh, the Homo maybe. sapiens.
1: Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't read the book yet.
0: Mm-hmm. but They were bigger, stronger, uh-huh. but they weren't as smart. And, and they couldn't, communicate, yeah, as they well. couldn't com- communicate as well. Yeah, they
1: couldn't communicate as well. Yeah, because the, the humans could create larger societies, right? They mm-hmm. could have like a society of like 150 people. Mm-hmm. And um, I also heard that one of the things that really helped the Homo sapiens progress was um, gossip.
0: Yeah, Th- that's that's it. It says it in sapiens. It's a...
1: Uh, Cause it spreads like wildfire Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's what I really love learning about like the ancient human is that, um, the homo sapien is that you can kind of like compare it of what is true today. And obviously Mm -hmm. it's all the Mm -hmm. same because it's hard to believe that like 200,000 years ago, the homo sapien Mm -hmm. is the 100% exactly the same as you and I. Yeah. Like one for one, exactly the same.
0: 200,000 years. Nothing has changed except for technology. And, yeah, you know, yeah, that's the only thing that's general. Yeah. Uh, but for, in us, biologically, we're the same as we were then. Yeah. We can have complex conversations like this. Although we weren't educated, we'd probably be guessing what's out there in the stars, forming religions, these kinds of things. Well, that's
1: what's yeah. crazy is that you really understand them. Like, right now, we live in the cities, right? We don't actually see the stars. But imagine that with no light pollution. Mm-hmm. You just see the gap Every night, you look mm-hmm. at the sky, and you see the whole freaking galaxy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that really makes you, first of all, like all ancient civilizations were like haywired on astrology. Mm-hmm. Like the pyramids are mm-hmm. uh, all built on, I don't know how you could say that in English, astrologically, I don't know. And um,
0: Positioning, what's well, so the 30 degrees uh, longitude, no, uh, latitude, uh-huh. uh, north above the equator, exactly on that line as well. Um, but you do that all from astro positioning, astrophysical positioning, I think that's what you call it. Um, but from seasons, planting crops, um, traveling, everything, almost everything in their lives were based off the stars, right? Right. It wasn't just like, wow, look. Now, can you imagine like you're the ancient people, you don't quite understand space, but you know that these lights are there and then you see, um, an eclipse or a comet flying past or a meteor shower to you. It's going to be godly. These are your gods without the sun. There is no crops right you, know? so
1: you see like a thunderstorm or a thunderstorm
0: yeah. these, these events are because you don't understand
1: them yeah they are religious and they're above your <laughs> conception
0: yeah because. so it just seems like this massive force beyond your control right that's how religion started that's i, I think <laughs> so
1: i think there's like a two two sides right did religion start because humans are afraid of death and thus they wanted to create some sort of afterlife that there's something after death or did it start because of this uh,
0: I'm sure it's a coping mechanism. No one likes to accept uh, death, and it's much easier to know. If I die, at least the day as I die, I'm going to heaven or right. hell for those less popular <laughs> popular that prefer I hell. Bet, I heaven. bet hell
1: has a lot more interesting people in there. Yeah, than for it. sure. <laughs> Manus, so I prefer to go to hell if it did exist.
0: Uh, no I'm joking, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a coping mechanism. But I think. The coping mechanism comes after the religion itself. So, Mm -hmm. I I mean, uh, the reason it was created was because of unexplained astrological events. And then we started associating it to different aspects of our lives, like death and sin and um, marriage and these Mm -hmm. kinds of things, you know. So um, I'm sure it was just like, Fucking meteor and people are like that was God, <laughs> right? <laughs> Something I you know.
1: Um, have you heard about the theory that I, ha- I don't know what the theory is called, but what happens in that theory is that um, that a meteorite crashed into the Earth around seventeen and a half thousand years ago, and pretty much ended the last ice age, big ice, big ice age, mm-hmm. and because um, if you think about, it, okay, humans, Homo sapiens, have been around for mm-hmm. two hundred thousand years, so but modern history. Not modern history. History as we know it mm-hmm. only starts around 8,000 BC.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So well, what happened all the time before that? You see what I'm saying? It's like almost 200,000 years of nothing, no information. You think we were just hunter gatherers the whole time?
0: I don't think so. I think uh, I think we have ancient lost civilizations like the Mayans and the and the, and the rest. And there's even been found in Africa. That could have existed for 50 60,000
1: years, maybe even longer than that. It could have existed 60,000, it could have been gone for 60,000 years before 8,000 BC. Like, eight.
0: so the world was very different up until 12,000 years ago. We were in an ice age, right? Right. Um, so when the earth warmed, the northern hemisphere melted mostly, and a lot of new land was exposed. Before that, we were in the southern regions mostly of the world, it's South America, southern Africa um australasia um and you have like these kinds of stories of people crossing from indonesia to australia there used to be like a land bridge um that went across and then you you hear these stories because we have no written evidence you hear these stories and then you start what starts coming out is these archaeological finds where you can actually see that there was a bridge that joined the two then that's how they could get across or they built boats um what surprises me is this, the, the story in the Bible of the floods.
1: Okay, like you're telling me, you're saying everything I wanted to say, so keep on telling me, keep on saying. Like the floods and... Um, and it's crazy is that in every culture, yeah. they have their own story of Noah. Yeah,
0: so um, of these floods that happen. Now, if you take 12,000 years ago when the ice was melting and the earth was warming up, you're going to have a lot more storms, a lot more water. You're going to have the oceans filling up um, because of the Northern Hemisphere melting. And you're going to have all these... Um, coastal cities that would get drowned um, from ocean rise, right? So there would have been floods. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Don't think every species of animal was loaded onto a boat, right? Well, but if <laughs> you look at when you. that
1: meteorite crashed, the the same because you know they look at all this through um, geology, right? Through geographical findings, mm-hmm. and they look at because they can they can see what the temperature was mm-hmm. through um, through the earth and. Um, I, when I'm tf- speaking English, I can just hear all of my mistakes because it's like my Russian is is, is uh, bothering me. Mm-hmm. But um, so the temperature rose insane those few years, and then it dropped dropped crazily, and then it kind of stabilized. And during that same amount of time, um, most mammals on Earth died, including the human. Um, okay. Almost like, almost it was like almost complete extinction.
0: So like other human species.
1: No, just the huge. Just the Homo sapiens itself. Almost, almost died. Almost, almost died, died out. Back, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they also look. They they see the craters. Mm-hmm. Then they see um they see like uh, like meteorite shrapnel covered covering the whole planet. Mm-hmm. Also going back to that time period. Now if uh if a meteorite crashes, even when we have just an earthquake, we have huge tsunamis. Mm-hmm. And now imagine if a huge meteorite crashes into the Earth. What kind of tsunamis are we talking about here? And the, okay, so here we have. Mm-hmm. Even it, it could be, it could be through natural global warming. What you're talking about, right? Yeah, glaciers melting. Could be through meteorite. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, volcano, right? Super we have, volcano, as well. Super volcano. Yeah. We have we have these massive flash floods happening. Mm-hmm. All almost all humans are wiped out. Mm-hmm. So you have nothing to like uh, inform the future generations. So you just got to kind of. Tell your kids, mm-hmm. hey, look, there was this massive flood. Yeah. You guys got to be prepared. And you tell this to your kids, and they tell it to their kids. And you know, after four generations, it's just a story. The story
0: gets mixed as well. Yeah. All of a sudden, all the animals run on an ark. And... Yeah, yeah. So, so word of mouth is the weakest form of evidence uh, scientifically. But you take word of mouth in these African stories, in these Australian stories or Aboriginal stories in the South, and they all link. like they speak about other humans who are giants or small humans like and you look at cousin species that existed around the same time Mm -hmm. as homo sapiens you can see there were like neanderthals who were much bigger and smaller uh, i forgot uh, homo or something that were in indonesia area right um that did exist alongside humans that uh like you get all these folk tales about these things in different areas around the world and they all link up and it's like the Africans didn't speak to the people in Australia or the people in South America. How do you guys have the same stories? Right. You know? It is the weakest form of evidence because word of mouth through generation, generation, generation. But it's just very, like, um, extremely coincidental or it's, there is some truth to it. You I, know? I definitely...
1: That's why I think it's so interesting is, like, when you... Like, now we have this scientific evidence that's starting to come up. Like, we're getting more mm-hmm. and more evidence about it. We're, no, we're knowing more and more information about this. And we can kind of... Like, compare it with the stories that we've had, so it kind of like adds like a life to because scientific be evidence is kind of there's no information, it's really just uh, just words on a piece of paper. But the the myths they add like a story element to it, so now mm-hmm. it, it makes it even more interesting when you like. Uh, I don't really argue if the myths are real, I think all of them, I think the myths are real. I think if they just make eh, it's just an interpretation, yeah, but yeah. the. But the concept itself, I think, is true. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, uh, the same thing about, let's take the Bible. I know the best about that. So I used to be Christian for, um, I'd say, 18 years. Well, 0 to 18. Mm -hmm. No one's born Christian, but, you know, uh, grew up in a Christian family, this kind of thing, quite liberal Christians. And um, around 16, 17, I kept asking questions at my youth group and saw hypocrisies in the church and... I thought like you know why can i not question god like i have to just follow and i'm quite rebellious in nature so i re- started realizing the inconsistencies in it but my point is is that if you take the the bible stories and you look at uh what people you w- used to worship homo sapiens used to worship before religion so before four thousand years ago uh, two thousand years ago before ten thousand years ago it was the stars and the sun and everything if you um if you look at the sky, and you you look at the sun, that's what you used to worship for your crops, everything. Okay. Um, So for example, the sun would in winter, go down to its lowest point, stay there for three days, at the end of in the middle of winter, and then begin to rise again, right, there are astrological events that tie up with the concept of Christianity. So I think that idea was I'm not saying Jesus didn't exist. I'm saying I think it was morphed. Religions were morphed because after Jesus died, it took 200 years for um, the elites at that time to gather the scrolls and let's exclude that, include that, put a 10% tax there. Oh, take really? That yeah. So they kept. it took them 200 years mm-hmm. to kind of canonize the religion, make the religion profitable. Um, to make the profitable. Be- because, it, yeah, because before that it was, it was like fringe groups of Christianity. Oh, was it, it was
1: like a theology kind of, or?
0: Yeah, it was like, um, be good to your neighbor. These kinds of core concepts, which mm-hmm. was great, but it was a threat to the empire. Right. The Roman empire. So.
1: <sighs> right. Because, because if you think that God is divine. If you
0: think God is greater than,
1: than the li- king, problem. then you, then you listen to God first, king
0: is second. Mm-hmm. So they had an idea. If we take control of it and we tax it, then... Right. Yeah, so that's when they began to collect the texts and everything and exclude certain books that said Jesus actually... this isn't
1: the Roman Empire, right? It was the Roman Empire, It was. Because when when did the Roman Empire fall? Uh,
0: I don't know. We can Google that quite easily. Right. All right. Okay, almost. We need a Jamie. So there were books of the Bible that said Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene and had children and certain things that they completely excluded, like... Yeah, so the only tourist text that made it.
1: That's interesting. So it was propaganda.
0: Propaganda, straight up. Like the religion got transformed to uh, benefit the rulers. Uh And now you look at the Catholic Church today, it's one of the richest institutions in the world. Right. With a terrible track record of human rights abuses, child abuse. Child sex, yeah. yeah. All this kind of fucked up shit. And linking with politicians. Right exactly like what's happened exactly the opposite of who jesus was if it's accurate in the bible what he what they proclaim him to be
1: even the bible but the bible itself is a propaganda piece yeah
0: Yeah. it still is it still is
1: that's crazy Mm -hmm. i actually never even thought about it in that that's that perspective Mm -hmm. so thank you for that that's crazy
0: it's like um how i so not all colonizers brought and encouraged slavery um but when they did colonize they didn't just bring their political ideologies or physical chains they brought the chains of religion now you look at africa today um like poor africa let's take malawi for example one of the poorest countries in the world most of them are extremely religious and they believe jesus will save them and the rest these colonizers came in massive sugar farms the rest farming out the lake respecting oil or whatever oh, so the,
1: the africans themselves wanted to be colonized no they didn't what they i'm didn't. saying
0: is is although they are no longer in physical chains they are in mental chains from the colonizers ah. the religious uh i can say their their co- culture was appropriate um and replaced with western ideology with religion and the rest right so you'll find the most dogmatic religious people in the poorest areas of Africa and it's really sad to me because these guys like um have everything taken away from them including their culture and now mm-hmm. they're following this like uh um English
1: yeah it's know. kind of like a mix kind of um, yeah so yeah. can I can I ask you a few questions about Africa yeah sure and you might not be able to answer them there's going to be like you know I've actually i Talking with you, I've mm-hmm. just realized that I've actually never spoken with an African. Okay. And uh, I didn't realize that before because you know YouTube videos and stuff like that, you kind of get this assumption that you now know. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. but now talking with you, I realized that I've actually never spoken with.
0: Well, me. I tell you, it's cool that you call me an African because like uh, not many people do because like oh you're white, you're not African, you know. well, uh, well you are <laughs> African. <laughs> yeah, I'm straight up. Yeah. <laughs> I think I am for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so. First of all, I so I'm just gonna tell you all the stereotypes stuff like that that I know, and you mm-hmm. just tell me right, true, not true, and you maybe explain, delve into it. Okay. So nice. uh, yeah, obviously do when you want. Um, yeah, feel yourself at home. Uh, good, thanks. Now. That was <laughs> the beer, by the way. Yeah, good. It's really good. Nice. It's, it's yeah. smooth, right? Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Uh, so they talked about this a lot during the presidential election in 2016 in the States. Mm-hmm. And they said that in South Africa, there was actually a lot of racism towards whites, towards the white side of South Africans that they were like burning, like the farm villages and like the farms of whites and stuff like that. So is there like a big, uh, racism problem in South Africa?
0: Yes, there's definitely a racism problem in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so, I think your question has two parts is one is there racism and two, is there a disproportionate attack of white people in South Africa? Um,
1: no, I really don't care if it's like a white or black. I I'm just interested in yeah how it works. Um, so yes, there's definitely
0: racism in South Africa because of, um, colonizers. Firstly, uh, colonizers, whether they were peaceful or violent, they still took land, expropriated land and often without, Compensating locals, um, who say this is our land now. Yeah, some sheep or whatever, or pay the chief. Okay, so how Africans, Southern African, used to run before democracy or before l- law, uh, Western law, whatever it was. There would be a chief and community. Now the colonizers would come and get the chief drunk, give him everything, and the chief would say, "Yeah, take this land." And t- when he dies. Huh. The whole community and tribe around him has now been displaced because of his ill decisions. Right. And now the Dutch or the English have this massive section like, of land. What
1: century is this? This
0: is from 1652, the first colonizers arrived 1652. in the Western Cape, the Dutch colonizers. Thereafter, the English colonizers arrived on the east of South Africa, and then there was war between all factions as to who could take control of South Africa because of the resources.
1: Oh, so there was a war between the, the European countries' colonies.
0: Yes, between the English and the Dutch
1: uh-huh.
0: twice and between the English and the Zulus and the Dutch and the Zulus and the, the Zulus and the, the,
1: the Zulus are South African. Um,
0: not necessarily. So they are um, part of a tribe who even pushed people all the way up to Tanzania. Well, I know like... about
1: this. I know the Zulus mm. were insane. Um, i very ignorant about African history. Yeah. Uh, so, so, there me. are many
0: different <laughs> tribes in, right. in Africa. Like, um, you have the Zulus, you have the Korsas, you have the Khoisan um, in the Western Cape. You have... Um, and they all, like, speak different languages and have different cultures. And, um, you know, the Khoisan were more peaceful, like hunter-gatherers. And the Zulus were more like conquerors, war kind of people. Um, yeah. So so you have all these different tribes you have the colonizers coming in taking land unfairly and then you have apartheid in South Africa where um a government is formed that uh, separates from England and then decide to implement racist laws in South Africa like blacks should catch this so, bus so this and is around 17th tech. century this is no, this is around the 20th, 20th century. So oh, really? So this is recently recently. Recently, apartheid only ended 30 years ago, 1994. So, what, 26 years ago?
1: So, was this okay? Do you know what year this was, or like was it was like around World War One, World War Two, mid 19th 20th uh, century?
0: So, off I think it was 1948 that okay, apartheid so right started. after World War Two. yeah, right after World War Two. So, the English was controlling South Africa originally, and then Afrikaans, which is a dialect of Dutch um then took over Afrikaans is a dialect of dutch 1948 to 1950 so uh, it doesn't matter the the apartheid lasted for around 40 50 years and uh but that was legal apartheid before it was still apartheid but not official right you know um
1: yeah it's not like it just happened overnight
0: yeah it's not like it just happened overnight so the colonizers still implemented apartheid this is where the whites live this is where the blacks live and segregated in america they call it yeah so, there was segregation in, in South Africa from the beginning, pretty much, right. beginning of colonization. So, you have 9% of South Africa now, even after apartheid, who is white, and you have around 80% who are black, and you have in, Indians, you have mixed race, you have uh, many different people. We have 11 languages there. So
1: Oh, really? Have 11 languages? Mm. What's the official language? English, right?
0: Um, yeah, do you guys have a few, a few, the official... most spoke language, 11 official languages, 11, Eleven official languages. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, um, the most common spoken language in South Africa is Afrikaans, which is a uh, Dutch dialect, a uh, very similar, um, to Dutch, um, from the Dutch colonizers. Mm-hmm. And then it's Afrikaans, English Zulu, I think are the three m- most common languages there. Wow. That's crazy. Um, so apartheid, blacks catch this bus. Whites catch this bus, and from financial institutions, whites can get loans, blacks not so much, or own property, or in which areas they can own property Mm -hmm. from police, uh, martial law during attempted revolutions to eventually terrorism to overthrow the apartheid government and sanctions, which succeeded. Um, With South Africa fighting Russia in uh, Angola, um, the communists at the time before the fall of the Soviet Union. Yeah, Soviet Union. Um, so like my dad went to war against Russia. Oh really? <laughs> um, and Cuba and the Angolan right. rebels. So the Americans
1: were giving you guys Origi- weapons or money.
0: Originally, until there was an international outcry against uh, apartheid, and then the s- funding stopped. Uh, it was actually the British who were funding uh, South mm-hmm. Africa, and mm-hmm. then so the Imperials, um, and then because of the international outcry because of apartheid, South Africa got sanctioned. And South Africa eventually ran out of money. Uh-huh. Couldn't fight the rebels anymore. Surrendered. And then the African National Communist Party took over South Africa. Uh, won, S- won the election. So you guys, be- you guys became communists? It was the African National Communist Party. And up until around 1990, 1990, 1992, then the fall of the Soviet Union. They had to mm-hmm. change the name to the African National Congress Party. So uh-huh. they were funded by Russia. Uh-huh. And the uh, opposite side was funded by England yeah. and the U.S. R- you right. know? Um, NATO. The... Yeah, NATO mm-hmm. today is similar. Not so much Europe, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, you still have the legacy of apartheid and the segregation in South Africa. For example, 9% of South Africa is white, but they own over 70% of the wealth in South Africa.
1: Wait, what, what percentage is
0: white? 9%. 9%. 9%, but they have over 70% of the wealth in wow. South Africa. But that's not... It's not so much the middle class or the common joes. It's like the De Beers, the diamond guys
1: right right right
0: it's like the oppenheimers it's like people who own these mega farms and the the mines and the resources the titanium so south africa has the highest export of diamonds coal yeah
1: you guys have a lot of resources titanium south South africa
0: yeah gold titanium gold steel diamonds diamonds coal
1: and titanium you
0: said one more like a lot of agriculture or something but a lot of a lot of resources, but they're owned by a few people, a few white people. Right. So that makes the white uh, wealth disproportionate mm-hmm. a lot. Um, generally, white people are well-off in South Africa. They live okay, but you have this massive poverty, 55%. Unemployment in South Africa, and the majority of that is native African people, like black people and stuff. So people see apartheid, and they blame apartheid for the problems today, which is true. The problems today are because of apartheid, but the government is also blaming apartheid and not doing anything about it and taking back hands and bribes. Uh. So the government is fueling the hatred, which there should be hatred towards apartheid, but they're fueling the racial divisions so that the fingers aren't pointed at them, but at the past I for see. their. Uh, for, for it's kind of like the same thing
1: happening in Russia, right? They point the fingers at the West, mm-hmm. not at the inefficiencies of the government mm-hmm. itself.
0: Whenever they have a problem in Russia, they say, oh, it's just like uh, European propaganda or Angela Merkel or yeah, yeah, yeah. Obama or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Similar thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a deflection in psychology yeah. or whatever. So uh, you have this. So then you get these poor people who resort to crime because that's their only means of survival and they've been drilled with this idea that it was the white people who have done this to you so even though it was 30 years ago and 300 years ago they see this white person who has this farm they go and rob them and they also do like torture and stuff like that now because it becomes a hate crime like oh you white people so how bad is the torture um so they do like crazy shit, man they do like take irons and like burn people and like tie them up and rape them and stuff like that okay Um, so that's
1: pretty much pretty
0: much as extreme as it gets as extreme as it gets like terrible stuff but now if you look at the proportions of murder in south africa okay there are 50 to 55 murders per day on average in south africa nine percent are white so that means two to three people white people should be murdered on average per day right and that is right it i mean that is correct Huh. Um, not that it's mo- not saying it's morally right. I'm saying I'm that saying is the right. The,
1: pro- the statistics are right. The
0: statistics, that is what's happening. Right. It's not disproportionate. The same in proportion of 9% of South Africa uh, are being murdered as... I see. But white people are, do come from a privileged, wealthy background, social right. media.
1: Right, so so it's like the the blacks there, you know, uh, if an American doesn't exist they think blacks is, racial, is a racial slur... But for Americans, black is probably a celebrity. in South Africa. You just call blacks and whites, right? Or do you have some sort of specific... It's always
0: very touchy. Like, what do you say that is not offensive? Like, right. Um, yeah, because it's, it's such a touchy subject. No one likes speaking about it, but it needs to be spoken about. What do,
1: you, what do you call blacks in South Africa? You just call them blacks right blacks yeah
0: black black people black people okay right so white have,
1: people oh, okay let's just say um, people so let's put people at the end yeah uh, i think that's <laughs> the best way to do it i think that's like, the best way yeah, to do it. Yeah. i agree uh so uh black people probably have very high black on black crime they just do. because they're from they a poor yeah. poor place um but is the white crime like so you say death rate is three people a day of white people is that black on white is most likely black on white crime though, right? Mostly.
0: Yeah, mostly. Mm-hmm. It's black on white. Um, but now you ask why and you look at the poverty. Right. Um, it's, it's 100% understandable. Yeah. What's not right is the, none of the murder's right, but what shouldn't happen is torture. like right. that That is unacceptable. Like It's not often you hear of torture with the black on black, but you have this hatred division mm-hmm. that's, not, not resolved by the government mm-hmm. that enables this.
1: So um, did you, uh, did you feel yourself comfortable in South Africa? Do you, so I lived in, you Empeng- didn't live in Cape town,
0: Empangani, not Cape town. I live in Empangani, um, Zululand, um, and Zululand, Zululand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The land of where the Zulus were. Um, oh,
1: that's, that's super interesting. Yeah. It's like the uh, East coast. I uh, definitely have to go check it out.
0: And the Zulus are, are, throughout history known for being like, um, violent. They right. won a lot of wars. They beat the English that the first time the English had guns. Right. They beat the English, even sent them with, back even, to England even with the guns, guns and they had know, spears. It was crazy.
1: Um, well, they were really good at throwing the spears long distance, right? Something like that. Uh, not so
0: much. They wouldn't throw their spears so much uh-huh. because then they're they left had no weapons, just weapons, right? shield. Yeah. But what they were good at was camouflage and ambush and.
1: Oh, so it was guerrilla warfare. Guerrilla warfare. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, the English rocked up in white with red crosses, right. walking <laughs> through the bush.
1: <laughs> and it was probably like French, right? You got to stand, shoot, yeah, reload, yeah, right. Okay. This mask is like a total fuck up, right? <laughs> and uh,
0: <laughs> and yeah, I'm quite proud to to say that the Zulu sent the English back. And even though I'm like half English, I'm like because English is colonizers. I don't agree with it. So that's interesting. So much.
1: Where, where do you picture? Like, do you picture yourself? like as a, uh, english heritage or do you picture yourself as african heritage right like it, it must be kind of a, a dilemma in your brain right
0: yeah it is so in the beginning i thought i was south african you know and then i began to realize in your that, school yeah was it
1: all whites or was it like proportionally whites and blacks um in
0: people? my in my preschool it was <laughs> all white so that was around 1994 1995 the end of apartheid right so i'm there like five years old preschool Uh right um but i was too young to understand that there was a division in society um and then primary school started having like two or three like um in p1 so Mm -hmm. like grade one primary one i think you call it here um have like two or three black guys in the class i always thought that was cool like
1: uh like yeah okay so in south africa you guys also think that the black the black people are cooler than the white people yeah oh i, well, I
0: <laughs> did i did but it's not common uh, racism oh. is very big in south africa like mm. um like you find um uh, i'd i would say the white people are the most racist out of uh, really? all the races in south africa really um if you include like privilege or ignoring their privilege as racism, which it is, um, thinking, having some kind of superiority complex, like, oh, these poor black people or whatever, don't interact with me kind of thing happens. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, so by the time I went from primary school to high school, it was like, getting more and more, um, equal Uh, and then when I went to a private school, then it was like an expensive school, got a bursary for an expensive school. Then the proportions went way different, like, like 19 white kids and one black kid in the class.
1: Right. um, Now did the black kid, was he integrated or were you guys racist or were most of the classmates racist towards him?
0: Uh, with me and my group of friends. Yeah. We didn't see a difference, but you definitely noticed. The difference, you know, like the black kids would hang out with the black kids, and the white kids would hang out with the white kids, and the Indians. Would but hang but who Indian.
1: would he hang out with? There's only one kid in the class.
0: Um, other kids. So we had like uh, three classes of each. I got you. I got of you. each so grade, still, it'd be three of them. Yeah, like three of three of the guys. I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, very unfortunate, but it's still it's still today. And so I didn't fully understand even though why, uh, that would happen until I took a politics, uh, one course, um, read about Orientalism by Edward Said, political philosophy. Um, so this, uh, Edward Said theorizes that people inherently fear, okay. And then inherently fear more someone who is different. Right. So whether it's language, skin color, religion, ideas ideas if you do not have the same beliefs even you can have conflict because of this um and so
1: well, we're going back to your sapiens book <laughs> yeah so even like all humans the are super aggressive humans, humans won because they were super
0: aggressive they were racist ancient yeah. humans were racist as well like right you're not homo sapiens, you're neanderthal kill those motherfuckers. that's right. what happened dude right like that's why they didn't integrate you know um, and it even stems down to the small things like skin color or like religious belief or whatever. Like mm-hmm. the, look at the, not just you the you think crusades. the world is round or flat, right? No, it's round. Right, no, that's what I'm saying. It was all <laughs> oh, ideas, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People like shout at each other over this. Yeah. But anyway, so I understood a bit more why why that. But um, getting back to the fire murders and the rest, it's um, what happens in in these kinds of countries is when the people are fighting each other, there is no accountability for the government, for the ruling party. So the ruling party has been an epic failure since the end of apartheid. So is
1: it still the ex communist party or is it a different party now? Well,
0: there's policies like um, affirmative action, um, which is I think right to encourage, um, previously disadvantaged people, which is typically the black, black people in South Africa to, gain employment and this is a kind of a socialist policy um, or a communist policy which i I agree with that policy Mm -hmm. but i don't agree with like expropriation of land without compensation um simply because then people will be like i'm not investing in south africa because then it will just be taken away it's not safe for me to invest there so it doesn't make economic sense to and they are speaking about implementing these kinds of things oh i see if they had to word it like um, we are expropriating land or resources that were previously unfairly expropriated. like um, So stolen pretty stolen much. Stolen pretty much, yeah. Right. Like the De Beers, who came in and pretty much took over. Well, De Beers
1: is just a horrible company for everybody. Yeah. Not really? even just for South Africa, because it's mm-hmm. all just controlled export of diamonds. Diamonds yeah. are pretty much, you know, worthless. Yeah. Now the
0: problem is, is if you target the oligarchs, you're gonna have a big problem.
1: You are because they're not gonna. They mm. pay a lot of taxes.
0: That too. But as soon as one oligarch company you target, then the rest know that you can. They're gonna be targeted. Yes, and they're next, and they just pull out all their business and shift it internationally, mm. and then you have this massive unemployment and brain drain. Right. And uh, you, your country will collapse. So it's like.
1: So what's the conversation in personal. South Africa? How you fix this problem?
0: How I would fix the problem.
1: Well, I guess how, how would you fix? Well, great, because well, there's probably, there's probably a conversation in South Africa right, about this problem
0: there, uh, there's debate now that you have the free market capitalists, um, and you have the, you could say communists pretty right. much, um, who believe that everything should be nationalized and distributed equally, but then you also have the corrupt government. So if everything is nationalized. So the corrupt guys...
1: government is the one that's ruling actually, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the other two is just like an idealistic conversation. Yes. Yes.
0: And um, so let's just say the pure capitalists win and they win mm-hmm. a government, then things not just stay as they is, But if you look at the trend of capitalism, the rich get richer and the, poor, the middle the poor. class poor get poorer. It's not solving the problem. You have fewer and fewer people owning the majority of the resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the um, it, it is the way to create jobs and uh grow the economy increase gdp these kinds of things but it's not solving the deep the social problems social of. problems right you know? um then if you take a pure communist marxist kind of idea let's south africa is full of resources let's nationalize everything you know but then there's no incentive to uh progress it's right like innovate. innovate or uh yeah and then we are behind with our competitors so you are also it, producing, yeah. It, some ta- the it only takes
1: a few years and you start getting very far behind. Mm-hmm. Just look, just look at the USSR. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you looked at the uh, I I just by accident went across this uh, this, this chart. It was the GDP of the USSR over the course of uh, what was it, 80 years or however long the USSR was alive, mm-hmm. and the GDP of the United States. And um, so I think the USSR went up, I think on average, like let's say three percent a year mm. up that's good well the u.s since the 1920s mm-hmm. went up seven and a half percent it's excellent yeah so that's fine if it's for one year or for mm-hmm. two years not a big mm-hmm. difference but when it's for 10 years 20 yeah. years 40 years 50 years the mm-hmm. the progression is like this mm-hmm. and it is cr- it, lo- it looks like as if uh, the u.s start isn't even growing at all mm. um and then you look at russia what's happening right now i mean russia mm-hmm. last year went up by like what a percent mm-hmm. or a percent and a half
0: yeah like i don't um i'm surprised it's not in recession actually with everyone russia's just in a recession all the time
1: it, it's it's
0: a middle class and lower class recession right but it's a oligarch progression it's an oligarch uh, growth right like um so the rich are getting richer here the oh a lot richer and, and
1: there's not a lot of like um so, a million rubles is around $15,000, U.S. dollars. Only, if, if I remember the statistics correctly, only 0.04% of Russians make a million rubles a month, $15,000 oh. a month, right? So, oh. that's like what? Not even $200,000 a year, which is like... Uh, uh, 1% in America is $400,000. So, not even not even half... Not even a... Percentage, not even a point one percent of Russians make two hundred thousand dollars. Uh, so the the wealth distribution here, the wealth mm-hmm. uh, not distribution, the wealth difference here is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What was your? I tell you,
0: which on that point, though, it's a big right. problem because sixty years ago, even 60, 50 years ago, yeah, let's, uh... when uh, when we had this kind of, because we had periods of uh oligarchs or bourgeoisie and, uh, in,
1: in South Africa? No, throughout the world. Right. We
0: had these periods where the rich would get extremely rich. There'd be a revolution. Things would break down and rebuild again, rich, would get re- so on and so forth. But back then we used to rock up with pitchforks and, you know, like eat the oligarchs or whatever. Like the, you know like what the I mean? French. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, you know, uh, now it's become a globalized world, globalized economy where people can just, I'm an oligarch in, in Russia. I can just shift my resources, shift my finances to, to an offshore account. Pff, yeah, I'm gone. I'm yeah. still an oligarch there, and I just shift my investments to the US. Right. There, there's no accountability anymore. Society. It's not so easy for a revolution like it was before. Hmm. I don't know if we should be speaking about revolutions and podcasts. Oh, and, it's,
1: yeah, it's in English, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, in Russia. <laughs> I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a big chance of a revolution in. In Russia. Just because it's it's weird, so we're we're looking at it from a international perspective. Can we w- speak about this? Yeah, about Putin and
3: everything.
1: Uh, let's just not specifically say Putin. Let's yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not abstractly. Okay. But it's it's interesting. Like I'm giving it insights. We're giving an insights perspective. Okay. But we look, when the world looks at Russia, right? They they look at Russia as a pretty poor country. Okay. <clears throat> which makes sense. Yeah. But when like for instance uh, the Belarusians look at russia or when we look at what happens in, what's happening right now in belarus it's like the Belarusians are poor and they don't have the russian money and like in that relationship mm-hmm. russia is like the big daddy mm-hmm. the rich country and if the but if the Belarusians are barely you know put this in, since the you got a little bit left since the Belarusians are barely um you know they're not having any luck it doesn't look like i, I can't even imagine uh
0: Revolution, man.
1: Yeah In Russia. Mm-hmm.
0: In Russia, yeah. I can't,
1: I can't imagine it. Well, it's pretty unimaginable, right? I think all revolutions are pretty unimaginable.
0: Um, I think uh, having a military leader that uh, was a spy and highly trained agent in control of politics, he will have a firm understanding on how to prevent revolution mm-hmm. using military control. Mm-hmm. So unless the military revolts there is no chance of a revolution right yeah it's all
1: about the military
0: there is no chance um and obviously not a democracy democratic vote either as we know from the
1: so i i actually think um so now we're, we're getting further away from the subject but yeah. i think um i don't think that the uh, i don't think that a switch in the government i don't think a revolution will actually fix the problem in russia mm-hmm. um because i think the problem in russia is a cultural problem mm-hmm. Um, uh, you haven't worked in Russia, um, and we talked about it a little bit when we were walking to to my apartment mm-hmm. about the way the hierarchy structure is structured in Russia. But it's all very top down; mm-hmm. like uh, the top guy tells you what what to do, and everyone else does it. It's not a, it's not like a collective community. Mm-hmm. We make a decision, and now mm-hmm. we do it. So in Russia, the when idea
0: you... of democracy, it comes from the
1: people. Right, right. It's not. It Mm -hmm. just doesn't, it's not a political problem. It's a cultural problem. And it's very hard to, it's very hard to change culture. Do
0: you know, I've spoken to, um, just people my age in Russia and I've been like, you know, the, the votes on the constitution was not accurate. Why are there no protests? Why are there no revolutions? They're like, you know, We've been through World War 2 We've been through the Cold War. We're just happy to... Like, Into the through, 90s. Yeah. We've been through social and economic collapse. We're just happy things are as they were. I was like, but your comparisons... Your comparisons are the Cold War, World War Two. It's not easy to beat that. Right. <laughs> you just don't have to be in a world war. Right. <laughs> and right. then you beat that. You know? Right, like right. I just think. It, so, like, I can see why it's a very defeated like um people feel very defeated here mm-hmm. um they don't want to change things when things are okay right they're just okay they're not great right Whereas, normal, yeah normal you know right so uh in like say sweden or norway or switzerland or germany you have these aspirations for progression and that's where you really see democracy flourish ideally except for like fringe groups fascists and the rest um And uh, in a country that's had turmoil in the past, it's very easy for political control thereafter, you Mm -hmm. know, like like South Africa or Russia, Mm -hmm. you know. The U.S. is a different case, though, because they have the war, but everyone is distracted from that. And let's take the war in Afghanistan and the war in Iraq. There are people in America who don't even know what is going on with the war. You know? right, right oh like the, almost
1: the, all americans yeah
0: but they don't even really even care actually right like um
1: well for them south africa is not a country it's just south <laughs> the south part of africa it's just <laughs> it's you know how
0: many people have said south africa like in, in russia or around the world like i'm right. from south africa like yeah but which country like, right like south africa
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um Okay, so... Anyway, I don't think we should get too, like, Russian political. Right, or right, no.
1: Let's Let's switch to China. Let's. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: straight up. Dude lived in Hong Kong for three years. I was at the protest. In... So that's straight super
1: up. interesting. Okay, so I have another... Uh, so you were talking about the democracy mm-hmm. uh, in Europe. And now we're kind of seeing a legit battle, mm-hmm. at least in my mind, between democracy and whatever is China, because China is like, because democracy used to be like, a, not only political, but economically it would be capitalism, right? And now China is communism. Communism used to be, like communism and socialism. Now it's communism and capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're seeing this inbreed, right? Mm-hmm. Of uh, socialism, I mean, uh, communism and capitalism. And it's mm-hmm. like kicking America's ass. It's kicking yeah. the world's ass. Mm-hmm. And, and Not only that, China has so many people in it. Like, I don't think people are really conceiving. 1.3 billion people. And and that's just the number. People think, oh, Mm -hmm. that's a number, right? But that's... Just China... If you were to cut China off from the world, just the amount of people in China itself could make it a superpower. Mm -hmm. Just from the the, the domestic Mm -hmm. economy itself.
0: Um, What people also... Um, don't take into account all the Chinatowns or Chinese people in different countries. Right. So these Chinatowns in England, South Africa, US—they only spend money between each other, and they're all sending money back, back home. home. So it's like these and, microeconomies, and, and the money
1: doesn't leave China.
0: Yeah, so it's all like these microeconomies within other other countries that are sending money back to to China. Right
1: um, now. Uh, so I've kind of had this like debate in my head, right? This conversation, like what's better? Uh, because you look at what's happening in this, what's happening in the States right now. And it's fucking, as an American it's still, it's like, it's a, it's shameful, right? America right now is like a shit show. Um, I thought
0: that about the last election as well. It's like, um, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. What a joke, you know, like both of these, like Hillary Clinton is qualified, but a bit of a joke as well. Like, mm-hmm. um, and donald trump like that's a joke like he's never gonna win right. <laughs> and he won like right uh, and then Kanye west registers for this election i was like i'm not surprised you know what i mean <laughs> like, i'm really not surprised anymore because it's such a it's just a joke a media, it's, it's a media it, powerhouse it's, that's the well. thing
1: it's that's the thing like america is not about you know we're, we're, we're jumping on topic to topic but um
0: <laughs> yeah sorry sorry
1: no it's okay it's okay so um so we're looking at now. Germany is considered the the leader of the free world, right? Merkel is considered like no one's looking at Trump anymore. Yeah. Um, now we have China. What the the top ten mega cities of the world? I think eight of them are Chinese, mm-hmm. population wise, which mm-hmm. is just crazy. Like Moscow is the most populated most populated city in Europe, mm-hmm. and it's a dwarf compared to Chinese cities.
0: Dude, China, mega money. There, although like tax over, I think it was like one or two million uh, yen per year is around thirty four percent, crazy high, proper socialist. You still have people turning billions of. There's like a new billionaire in China every week or something. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the exact statistics, right. but it's people are making money there, even though the tax is so high. And it's like that shouldn't work in capitalist economics. That that I was taught at university. It shouldn't be like that,
1: you right. know? But it is. It's working. So it's working. So right. So now we mm. have this. The the reason why I, I really do like like the, the idea of like the Chinese government in the sense that how well they can strategically plan their mm. their what's it called their uh, external politics or whatever. Mm. What's that called in English? You know what it's called external the international
0: relations. Yeah, yeah,
1: because because they can like for instance the the chinese right now are making like the silk road point 2.0 mm-hmm. which i think is brilliant mm-hmm. and in america they, they it would take with democracy it would take so long to to for example do the same thing with south america like they just can't work as effectively mm-hmm. and the chinese can and um but at the same time, there's a lot of huge human rights violations. There's no democracy. So it's kind of like a win-lose a win, lose, a win lose situation, which one you choose. I mean, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, both countries have committed human, human rights violations, for right. sure. Um, whether it's been uh, interference in foreign countries, politics, let's talk about uh, economic hitmen or these kinds of things in South America. The difference between the U.S. and China the U.S. has made enemies with its neighbors, with surrounding countries. The okay. U.S.? Yeah. Like Canada and Mexico? <laughs> I wouldn't say an official military enemy, but right. they've gained strength by exploiting their neighbors. Can um, I mean, you give a few
1: examples? I just don't... Uh,
0: revolutions, Just take Venezuela or communism mm-hmm. in Venezuela, and so then mm-hmm. complete sanctions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're not following our way, we sanction you completely and right. freeze your accounts. Whereas China would say, um, okay, I see you needing, with their neighbors, you need investment to boost your economy. We will provide that, but we will take this port or that road or so on. So, so. That's,
1: that's another interesting conversation. I have a lot of questions about that as well.
0: So <laughs> both are attacks, Right. But China is doing it in a way that... Um, Much softer. Softer, but benefits China in the long run. Right. There is the initial investment but then you'll find like, let's take, for example, but the
1: initial investment, that money that they sent to that country, mm-hmm. they, that country in the, in the contract it has to hire a Chinese company. Exactly. To build it. The money goes back to China. Exactly. So
0: let's take, uh, Mozambique, for example. Okay. Mozambique has massive fish. What is Mozambique? Mozambique is a country, just, uh, Northeast of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob, Ma- Bob Dylan wrote a song about it. Uh, borders Tanzania, South Africa, Malawi. Um, yeah, m- maybe another country. I'm not sure. But anyway, the uh, so Chinese say, Okay, we will after the war with the Portuguese between Mozambique and uh, Portugal, we will build a road through and help you build schools, these kinds of things, but we want fishing rights to your coast. So what happens is Mozambique says great, but the contractors to build the road are all chinese they get paid yen by the chinese government and it goes back to china um the guys there shop at the Chinatowns or keep the money along amongst themselves and goes back to china and it's not actually benefiting the mozambican economy right they have the road and then they have the fishing trawlers just wiping out the reefs of the east coast so if you drive along that road the chinese road you just see all these chinese fishing trawlers they're just and raping they should, the country raping the coastline there it's terrible right um depleting not just not just mozambique's fish resources but south africa and tanzania because fish don't just stay in one all right all right they swim around you know all right and uh, <laughs> and then what happens when the road's broken nothing either they have to pay the chinese to come back or they have to give up more uh, and that road resources. how
1: much how much economic value did that road really give them Enough to make the government look good for their next election, like ah, pretty much. You I know, see. So it's so really just a political move, not really economic, move. not really economic
0: move. Most political parties are there to; their main aim is to maintain or gain power. That's it's not about the benefit of the citizens. It's to gain power. If you like, I'm here to, to. If your political party is, I'm here to benefit people. Great idea, but it's not going to work. Right. It's just like how your aim is to gain power or maintain power right as a political party. Um, similar thing in, in, um, Malawi. Uh, so I lived in Malawi. They, um, they, uh, so China ex- says ex-
1: explain what Malawi is Malawi is a small country,
0: in, <laughs> a, a, t- a tiny country, landlocked country in like, uh, Southeast, uh, Africa, mm-hmm. um, and a beautiful country. Um, but extreme poverty. Um, and so China says they will invest in cotton farms in Malawi. So they invest in uh, starting the farms, paying the growers, the rest. But then from the growers to the truck drivers, even the truck drivers are Chinese. To the um,
1: so the whole, the whole logistics process, process, the whole process is Chinese,
0: all Chinese. So it's, wow,
1: that's 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 more than I thought.
0: Yeah. So that's what's clever about China. Whereas the the typical Western projects, they try and incorporate the whole community and they have like a more humanitarian approach which is great right. but it doesn't it's not able to compete with the Chinese right. who do it strictly on making money for China for the motherland right you know? I mean
1: I mean, it's like you gotta respect China for the game though right
0: man they play a ma- mad game not just in China but around the world right um, so it's very hard to compete um, and if you adopt the same strategy it becomes <clears throat> Because that's what the world is based on—is right? Like competition is like, how do we compete with China? If you adopt the same strategy, you be, you end up in this ruthless like game. That's that's not—it's it's ruthless. It's it's it's, yeah. it's
1: it's pretty much of who's willing to who's willing to go as immoral. Yeah, right? that's the one that wins. It,
0: it comes down to that. Is like uh, it comes down. Well, it comes down to. Me as a human being,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I look at things morally, but in terms of financial competition, morals have to be excluded in in mm-hmm. in, in, in that. So uh, you will get these uh, corporate giants or, or nationalist giants like China that would just exclude morals completely. You know, you even you can look at it in the poaching industry in Africa. So rhino poaching, elephant tusk, tusk poaching—you get all these animals slaughtered and it's all going straight to China turn a blind eye. Um, but these atrocities are happening uh, for the benefit of China. Like, for example, I saw in Hong Kong, and Hong Kong is uh, supposed was supposed to be before the um, uh, security law recently passed, was supposed to be a democracy, all right? And regulated the rest. I walked in a shop in Mongkok. It's not there anymore. But around four years ago, five years ago. Um, where it was a shop that was selling mammoth tusks, elephant tusks in Hong Kong. I was shocked. I like, holy shit. It's like, crazy
1: because Hong Kong isn't, isn't even China. Well, mm-hmm. now it's turning into China. But, but yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't six, eight months ago.
0: Yeah. But I mean, so they like internationally turn a blind eye to the atrocities they're doing abroad, but openly sell it in the streets and in, in actual shops in right. Hong Kong or I can imagine what's in China. I've never been. China. Oh, you've never been to China? Only Macau, which is a special min- administrative region. Oh, really? Like the Las Vegas of the oh, East? They call it like this gambling. You know. Oh, it's
1: like again. Yeah, so it's like a Taiwan, right? No, Taiwan's not a gambling capital. But I know what you're talking about. There's a like gambling capital in China where a lot yeah, of the billionaires. That's Macau. That's oh, Macau, that's yeah. that's the place. They uh,
0: wash money and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that's so how that. the
1: people get their money out of China.
0: I wouldn't be surprised, but it's it's legal. That's the thing. It's like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of loopholes in China, if you know the right people, but
1: do you, do you see a lot of similarities in Russia and China? Um, so remember when I, when we were going to my house, I told you about, it wasn't really a loophole, but it was, mm -hmm. no, it's very administrative heavy Mm -hmm. and you can make the right, if you get the right connection with the right people, you can really ease ease easier way through.
0: Um, I know that China and Russia are allies uh, and strategically, um, I know that if you work with the government and the backhand's the rest, you get things a lot easier. So I'd say yes in that way. But the mentality is different. Um, In Russia, people are very individualistic. uh, Really? similar Similar to the West in that you work for you and your family and that's it. Not common people here working for the government. Whereas in China, they believe in the family of the Chinese people. So wow. everyone is working for the greater good of China wow. and the Chinese Communist Party. Wow. So it's like, there's a lot more of a communal, if you're Chinese. Right. For, you could say like the, the father China or mother China. Right. Whereas is like, you only have that mentality if you're in the government or you're an oligarch, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the common people here, not so much. Whereas the common people right down to the streets people are doing it for China. For the Chinese, you know. Wow, for that's other, crazy. For Chinese Communist Party wow and those that don't are excluded or arrested like
1: wow that's i never knew about that mm. that is crazy thank you for that insight
0: man i must tell you about the hong kong protests that shit was mad
1: so yeah well can you tell me about you know something that you don't hear in the news like maybe uh, something culturally like, like what were people talking about what were what mm-hmm. people feel i want to know the feelings of the people so there are seven seven
0: million hong kong Permanent residents or citizens and there are 9 million people in Hong Kong at a time. Um, so 2 million are tourists uh, high, one of the highest influx of tourists because people it's like um, a hub where you can fly to Australia or to uh, East Asia It's a main airport there So you have a lot of people there and it's easy to get a visa coming through but at the time of the protests Tourism dropped so 7 million people there. residents 90 at least 90 percent 95 percent of people were anti-china it was a previous British colony, as you know. Um, oh, yeah. Democracy. There was a deal law. for 100
1: years, around mm-hmm. 100 years.
0: 50 year um, transition period from 1999 Sino Agreement, where uh, Hong Kong was supposed to be passed off to China um, over a 50 year period. But as the new security law, even if you speak against China now, um, you can be arrested. In um, Hong Kong. In Hong Kong and extradited to China. Um, <laughs> So that's scary. And what's that now? 1999, that's 20, that's halfway through and they're really right. implementing this law. So um, it's pretty much 50 year mark right now because All right. it's nothing you can do, right? Um, so generally people were anti-China, but I found that it was mostly a, a young movement. All um, the people agreed, but they were also a lot more passive because uh, they just didn't have the energy of students. It's, it's
1: pretty much normal.
0: hmm any society in any revolution or so yeah um the feel was that um china is a terrible nation from hong kong people mm-hmm. perspective that they commit atrocities in tibet
1: we love china we just want to make that public right we- <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> There's a reason I didn't even visit China once in mean, Beijing airport. Like, uh, (laughs) I really, really don't like uh, Chinese policies. They Mm -hmm. are extreme. Um, They're extreme. They're very extreme. That's I think that's the right word. (laughs) Um,
1: So anyways, Hong Kong people
0: terroristic to society that Mm. does not agree with them or people or even individuals that do not agree with them. They will arrest them. They'll disappear. These kinds of black prisons that go on, whatever. They commit atrocities, human rights violations, countless things that China has and is doing currently. But they're such um, an economic powerhouse and everyone has ties to them. It's like, how do we sanction them without fucking up our business at It's impossible.
1: Home? It's impossible. That, that, that's the that's something that I was talking about. I, I, I admire China for the strategy. Yeah. The strategy is on point. Like, they're, they're beating the game they're beating every country in the world on strategy. So
0: you you sanction China, you shoot yourself in the foot. Who's going to build your roads or these exactly. kinds of things cheaper than you know, it's like
1: who's going to make your iPhone? All oh, like yeah. more than 70% of phones are made in China. Yeah. More than 70%. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Who's going to make your phones? They 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 have a monopoly mm-hmm. on the smartphone market, which is a when you go to the restaurant right now, you have to ha- they have they don't give you Menus anymore. They give you QR codes. Yeah. yeah because yeah. they assume that you have a smartphone. That's mm-hmm. how ingrained the smartphone is into our society. Even most and payments in China scan the QR does code. 80% of them. Yeah.
0: It's. Uh, so getting back to the sentiment now. Right, please. Now, the history of Hong Kong. Um, okay. <laughs> it's actually quite tricky. So Britain or England colonized India. Okay. And. In India, they were growing like um, spices, these kinds of things. But at the time, England was buying a lot of tea from China. OK, and China was selling a lot of tea and the rest silk to England. England was losing a lot of uh, gold and silver to China. And England was becoming broke because of their because of buying from China so much, similar mm. to what's happening today. Um, yeah, history is kind of repeating itself. Right. Um, England was almost in debt. A lot of people were in debt to China. So England thought, how do we get our gold back? How do we get our silver back? So in India, they started growing. Well, there was already some opium growing, but they started um, growing it on a larger scale. And then in the southwest of China, um, selling it to Chinese people. And so they got like one in four people in China smoking opium. And there's this opium crisis. Then, the, the, um, yeah, the Chinese opium. Yeah, so then England was getting a lot of their gold and silver back because people were buying drugs, buying op- opium from from
1: the Indian colony. From
0: the, yes, from the English colony in in, in, in India. India, right? Yeah, so uh Great China makes first opium war, second opium war. Wait,
1: wait, wait. can you just tell me around when these opium war, opium Eighteen fifty, okay. I okay, think. Eighteen fifty, eighteen. So in the nineteenth uh, century.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, China makes opium illegal. Wow. Queen Victoria says, fuck that. We're going to war. <laughs> With
1: China. With China. Yeah. Okay.
0: Obviously China is going to make opium illegal. Like you're making our nation addicted to drugs. Right. Like, um, cause
1: it, cause it's even in American films, the Chinese in America were on opium.
0: hmm It became commonplace for opium to be, and it was just destroying the Chinese people are becoming very it's like and... It's like
1: vodka in Russia.
0: Yeah, even stronger than that, <laughs> <Even> <laughs> stronger than vodka. Anyway, so um, Queen Victoria said Fuck that we sail up the Yangtze River, bomb uh, and colonize and take Hong Kong, which was um, the Canton region, as a British colony. And they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, they implemented British laws. Um, government, um, uh, train systems, infrastructure, everything the British way there. But what they kind of made mistakes on in England, they implemented in Hong Kong, so they made an even better subway system better oh, and better roads wow, and everything. That's crazy. So you have a super. So it's like a London 2.0. Like a London 2.0, exactly. Uh-huh. Even though I've never been to London, from what right. I right hear and the pictures I see, it's super efficient. Like uh-huh. the trains it takes to get. Like uh to the around 100 kilometers takes you like 45 minutes. Wow, the trains are super fast, super efficient, straight lines, no like uh-huh. bumpy, some bumpy train, whatever. Um, It's just very good, right. everything runs there super well. And 9% of the whole of Hong Kong is the city, N- 90, 89, 91% is just this open landmass of mountains the rest people don't know this that they think Hong Kong is just city right but that's only nine ten percent of the city right and that, the rest is all oh, that's crazy. Uh, like these beaches uh, islands and islands many islands around there so these people for the past 150 years at least have been accustomed to democracy been accustomed to um, rule of law separation of powers separation of the judiciary executive and Legislative. Legislative branches that things function by vote and by reason, by mm-hmm. democracy, right? The, right? the principles of democracy.
1: Western democracy, maybe.
0: Western imperial democracy. So there's also obviously the hand of the British playing mm-hmm. a part there, you know? So um, uh, with the handover now, you have a change of ideologies where the government is above the law. Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously, you see what happens in China, the government is above the law, the government's not accountable. Um, they don't like that, obviously. Um, you also have a situation in which these Hong Kong youth, they are extremely in an extremely competitive environment. They have to study the, some of the longest hours in the world. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a degree, you live a very a difficult life in this mega rich city you know so
1: yeah because hong kong has one of the most expensive real estates in the world mm-hmm. they
0: can't afford property anymore like their parents could the rest is still living with their parents 28 29 30 years old some even older than that
1: yeah, americans think they have a bad. yeah they so, have no idea what it is like in hong kong
0: so you have that anger with the economic anger the financial
1: so is that financial anger with the democracy side it's like against anti Western.
0: Yes, it, it it was caused by um, uncontrolled capitalism, right? Because it's also known for Hong Kong to have companies to do dodgy deals. It's the gateway between the East and the West. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have shell companies, uh, you register your company in Hong Kong, low taxes, and shift money through there. Um, we have these monopolies, and you have the common people, as what happens in extreme capitalist situations today, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so you have that situation where the middle class is becoming poorer, in real money terms. And so you have that anger about society. And then you have this takeover by the Chinese, even though it hasn't become actually real in your day to day life yet, you have something now to leash out at. So you have that like underlying Discontent.
1: Discontent. So it's, discontent. it's it's a discontent. Discontent, yeah. Towards the Western side, but it's lashed out caused on the Chinese the, side.
0: Forced by the Western side. Yeah. Caused by the Chinese.
3: But yeah. it's lashed
0: out on the Chinese. Now the Chinese takeover. Even though it hasn't come into. The only thing that's come into full effect is the security law now. Um, that. Uh, you can't speak out against the Chinese government, or you can't protest, or you get arrested and you can face life in prison, mm-hmm. which is probably like the most serious. But it didn't exist. They were protesting because of um, an extradition law that allowed uh, citizens, Hong Kong citizens, to get extradited to countries or um, to China. Mm-hmm. And they know that if you get extradited to China, it's game over. You game know? over. Most. you know so
1: (laughs) you're pretty you might as well say you're dead
0: yeah (laughs) so it's not like who in common people are going to commit a crime and get extradited it's not that often but you have this underlying anger and you see the trend of china stepping into the laws and that's where the uh, that's where it ignited and then you had youths throwing bricks and things like that which i think was wrong Mm -hmm. obviously if you throw bricks like than tear gas. Dude, I, w- I worked um, two blocks from the main Mong Kok intersection, which is an area in Hong Kong where um, the protests was, were the biggest. Every single day of the protests, every day that I had to go to work, I saw protests. So like around 1 p.m. 12.30, they start laying down the bricks, pulling the roads apart. And then... Pulling the, the,
1: So that's where they got the bricks.
0: Yeah. So by the time I finished work at 9 p.m., I'm wearing a mask and putting my shirt over my eyes because of the tear gas just busting through the... Really? Yeah, dude. Just to get home from work. I have footage on my phone, on my old phone. I still haven't like posted online or whatever. These like um, police water cannons spraying the streets and spraying people with tear gas infused water. Your eyes Tear gas
1: infused water? Yeah.
0: I had to walk through there to get to my bus to get home. So every night I saw this, but... It was just misdirected. Like, I just wish they were smarter about the purchase, but they had no leaders. They had no... Uh, the youth had no, um, like, mentors in a revolution. Right. It was just, like, the youth taking arms. The youth
1: just got up, but there was no leader.
0: Yeah. There they were, but they were also young and I inexperienced see. in revolutions. So, um, like, Joshua there was I, was no.
1: There was no Lenin. There
0: was no... Yeah. <laughs> <but> it, <laughs> let's not... Uh, compare Lenin and the good revolution right, right, the right. <laughs> but good you know what I'm saying leader. but uh, uh, yeah but so there was no there was a collective anger right collective frustration but there wasn't a progression and um, a direction it's like how do we do this peacefully how do we do this the right way mm-hmm. do we launch a, uh, social media cyber attacks or it was just through a bricks um, play victim Mm-hmm. after throwing bricks and some kids stabbed police officers and it just put and that's only a small part like 10% maybe were violent 90% were
1: protesters were peaceful, were peaceful. Oh, well, I noticed of the, the media
0: obviously is shining on the people throwing bricks um, and the people stabbing police officers and right. that's what is going to make a bad name right. but instead of the protesters saying don't throw a brick don't stab they were like complicit uh. Uh-huh. Which didn't help their cause We're a victim Yeah, we're a victim It didn't help their cause They should have uh, But the, are the organized. protests Are
1: still happening Or are they done
0: They can't You you protest now You get arrested You get arrested straight away You spend your life in prison Life, so and no more. life in prison Yeah, is you can get life in good. prison For protesting against China In Hong Kong now Yeah That's crazy mm-hmm.
1: You want to do a break?
0: Mm.
1: Let's do one russia
0: and south africa really opened up to the world and like to international laws in around 1992-1993 um so it takes a while even after that for um societal things to change from uh, consumerism to corporal punishment or absolutely almost every aspect of life actually so in south africa we still had corporal punishment because of following an old religious sect of, um, Christianity in South Africa, uh, used to practice, I think what the saying is in the Bible is, um, discipline with the staff or the rod or something. Right. And it's a very common saying in South African, uh, culture, like, or at least I know in white South African culture. Um, So it's like
1: a religious thing that's on all the culture, even the non-religious.
0: Yeah. So there's a culture of especially in South Africa, of corporal punishment. Mm-hmm. Whereas, when I speak to people from England or the US, they're like, that's strange," Or, or, or at least people free of religious doctrine. Like, well, corporal punishment, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's like a common thing. And they're like, what? Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. And I, I'm surprised then to know that corporal punishment isn't uh, like, and that's really interesting. And They seem like well-disciplined, fine, successful people, right. well-moral, like, like you didn't need to get hit to be a good person. To be that, mor- <laughs> to get that moral. Yeah, exactly. It's like you yeah. can learn morals without actually being. What I realize it is is physical abuse, but it's it's not the right way to deal with. Because children don't know there are no bad children, only bad parents. Right, and I mean bad parenting. The child might may commit a bad act, mm-hmm. but they are unaware of it being a. Bad acts in society because they're still learning. Mm-hmm. They like they do something and they only realize how bad it is after they've done it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Some kids may be like, "This is really bad. I'm going to do this," but only because they know how bad it is because they've learned before. But the point is, is that um, uh, corporal punishment is is wrong. I think so. For me, it like it.
1: So how did how did you come to that conclusion that it's wrong?
0: So I was in a empengen christian school and uh when i used to be naughty or too naughty or whatever i'd either get smacked by my teacher or by the principal of the school so i wow, um, by the
1: principal of the school yeah but
0: well, then you know
1: so so the principal was only if it was like really bad
0: yeah dude i went to principal many times <laughs> <laughs> and like, and like the, the principal's office like I even remember. What it give it, you like? like a, it did. Any strokes? It <laughs> gave me butterflies in right. my stomach for like the first 15, 16 years. Oh my I,
1: god, for six, till you're 16 years old, yeah, you were? Yeah,
0: I did till around grade 10, 11, oh school last year. Oh my god, you were and almost a grown up. Yeah. <laughs> stopped having a fear on me is so a couple punishment ended but also i was like fit and i didn't care right like if he had to throw something at me i'd grab it and take it out of his hand kind of thing so grab like, what or grab the paddle so oh, they would hit you with the paddle yeah it's like a it's like a one inch one and a half inch uh wooden stick and in primary school they had a happy well, face like,
1: so it's like this hat where's the happy face
0: so obviously it, different teachers have different tools have different right principles of parents whatever you know it can be a stick or a piece of bamboo or a belt or, a piece of bamboo or a wire that they can a get a wire <laughs> it can be like just anything Wait, were you hit smack. with a wire by uh a... no 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 i was hit with what's the worst thing plank, you were hit of a belt, fists is the worst thing by parents. what uh oh, fists or kicks fists by yeah this your... by your parents yeah dude um dude kicks like, when I was lying on the ground one time, dude, it's bad. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, one time. Kick one time. to the ribs? Like, yeah, uh, maybe not on the podcast. Yeah, my dad kicked me on the floor one day, dude. It was like, I reached for the panic alarm. Well, look, it's I can awesome. give you
1: the worst that I had. Four, I had some pretty four. bad in Russia. I was, like, with an abusive family. Mm-hmm. My dad actually doesn't know about this. Okay. Uh, I never like, told, girlfriend? Or... I never told No, no, no. It was, uh, so... I moved to Russia when I was 13.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I didn't, I barely knew any Russian. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even write my name in Russian. And yeah. So when I was moved to my distant relatives, like Mm -hmm. it was like my, my the cousin of my mother. Okay. I lived with her her husband. In like a village? No, in St. Petersburg. Okay. But it was in like the ghetto part of St. Petersburg. Okay. And uh, I've never told this story in English
0: tell me i'd like like to hear it to that's a hectic
1: i've never told the story in english uh, i might get a little bit emotional that's fine uh, dude
0: i got nervous not speaking about that shit maybe we should <laughs> no 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 I, 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 can, I, can.
1: I i'd like to but i'll get to uh so uh yeah so i didn't know any russian and i'm leaving my dad who i like really love mm-hmm. and then my mom who's like uh I'm going to get this future with working with my grandfather, who's a millionaire. My mom Mm -hmm. now is a millionaire, um, but wasn't back then. So I had to learn Russian so I can get into medical school Mm -hmm. in Russian medical school. So then I could work in my grandfather's company in Russia. So what's your grandfather doing? He's a dermatologist. He has his own business as well. So that was the plan. So, uh, and I was brainwashed the whole my whole life. I knew that I was going to be a dermatologist. I'm getting very deep in this. Oh, you
0: know, that's that happens yeah. where parents try and groom you into a yeah. certain way. So, I actually yeah. never
1: had that crisis that children have. Mm-hmm. I never understood it. Like, oh, you don't know who you're mm-hmm. going to be. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I always knew. So, there was never a question in my mind. I knew I was going to be a dermatologist. And, um, So when I moved to Russia it's also
0: the deeper question is do you really want to be that do you really want to be that right but I think I do I don't know a different I don't know a different Mm -hmm. reality okay yeah
1: like I've never my reality was always I was going to be a Mm dermatologist. so it's like a hard question to say what do you want to be well that's my it's my that's what I the only reality that I know yeah
0: can I turn this chat
1: yeah like this it's better I can see you when I speak to you let's see let's see if uh, let's see how you're seeing yeah you're fine okay uh, so anyways, uh, oh yeah, so I moved to this family. Uh, first they were really nice to me, then there was some uh, like uh, family political problems, mm-hmm. and uh, I they were really bad to me after that. I would live in this, this ghetto, uh, ghetto part in St. Petersburg, and um, I went to the school that was, so the school uh, on the opposite street of my school was, mm-hmm. if you got expelled from your school, you'd go to that mm-hmm. school.
0: I see, like a middle house school. Right, that's the school that that was the
1: school that was Mm -hmm. on the opposite street. Now, if you got expelled from that school, you go to our school.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. (laughs) Hectic. Okay. Okay. So so
1: that was my school. Mm -hmm. Um, Russian school in your second. And you didn't know Russian. I didn't know any Russian. Holy
0: shit, dude. That must have been hardcore. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't
1: know any Russian? Yeah. I knew how to talk a little bit of Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I knew Russian. Yeah. But I only spoke Russian in half of my life because my parents are divorced, so I live with my dad's American, third generation so American. Like, slang Russian, half Russian? Not even slang. I, I know in Russia there's T and V. Okay. V is like uh,
0: professional and then T yeah. is personal. I see. Russian is an extremely complicated language, similar to English with the... It's like this sometimes, like that. Other times you have male and right. female words. Like, what the... Why? Right. Why does a table have a gender? It's a table. <laughs> it, can't, it can't reproduce.
1: <laughs> right, right. But the chair does have it, And there's three <laughs> different nowadays. genders. Three genders. There's more genders than there are in the... Well, we understand. What, there's the third gender? Male, male female, and yeah. neutral. Okay. Ana, female. Ano, male. Mm-hmm. On, uh, ano, gender. Genderless. Ano, ana, ano... No. So yeah. So the one without, a <laughs> is female mm-hmm. on, on male, one without any ending. Okay. And then O ending is uh, general.
0: Okay. Interesting. So anyway, wow. so a neutral, let's take,
1: you don't know any, You don't know any, no, I, I'm thinking logically, is, why would it, uh, on, stall, No table is, uh, male. Why?
0: Because male Dude, and female, no I have
1: no idea. Russian is my second language,
0: <laughs> but, but let's think about why. Okay. So I think male and female sit at a table, but maybe not before when the word was formed, maybe then men, it was like a patriarchal society and men sat around the table and women similar to Africa. Like when okay. in rural areas of Africa, I see, like, your,
1: pers- I see your perspective.
0: Um, in Malawi, I went to a pastor, not a pastor, a very religious guy's um, house. He invited me for food there, a very poor guy in Malawi. But I worked with him and decided it's a good thing to do. Went there, and I had the strangest experience, man. Like, firstly, when I arrived, all the women in his family and the sons were standing outside by the fence, ready to greet us. We arrived greeted. When I came inside, we sat on the sofa and everyone else left the house completely. Okay. And he put on the, the wedding of, uh, on TV, the wedding of the presidents. Yeah. Okay. On TV. And, uh, then like, um, his wife came on her knees from the kitchen, crawled on her knees. Uh, It's only like three meters. Right. But instead of walking and bringing on her knees with the food and it was like rice and fish, like super simple. Okay. Like, like uh, no spices or vegetables. It was like very plain, you know, like poor, very poor people. But they gave me like so much because I'm a, a white person guest so it's very like special for them.
1: Oh, so these are, this is a black household?
0: Yeah, black, like Malawi. Malawi's like oh, Yeah, we don't know what Malawi more. is. Yeah, and, uh, to me that was just like super weird how, uh, There was this difference. Like we were sitting eating at the table, and women were in his society as the servants to him as the leader of the household, Uh and bringing this white person here for like the first time in the community, or one of the first times where they have a white person to come, and sit. to them it's very important because these colonialists or imperialists would like come in with money and things that they didn't have, and.
1: But you came with no cash.
0: Yeah, I came with no cash, obviously. But it shows to him, like, in the in his community, look, I have white people coming to my house for lunch mm-hmm. um, or, or whatever. And
1: it's crazy how much it changed, like, their culture.
0: So, so, and I imagine Africa is just behind the rest of human development around the world, like Homo sapiens around the world. So um, it was probably similar in and if we do look at history how it was a super patriarchy like um before so m- my point is maybe before when the word was formed is maybe that men were for the tables and women were for the clothes or the bed or maybe some other tasks mm, is that
1: where? you're right bed is a she
0: yeah is it a she it is a it she makes sense right it is a she um so like um and
1: and pella was a she
0: yeah, or like linen or like sewing or like just, uh, and, uh, the more yeah, just,
1: yeah, so in clothes as she
0: Yeah. It would make sense like that, yeah, right? That would make sense. So that I'm just assuming and it's right. cool that it is, but <laughs> um that if we take when the words when the words were formed mm-hmm. and the tasks of the gender at that time.
3: Right.
0: Then I think we can get then it would make sense. But if it's just random Fucking, right. there's no way I to study that shit. Right. But it's cool if it was though. It right? Be...
1: Yeah, that it, it would be cool. But what is ju- What is genderless?
0: What is genderless? And water?
1: The thing is that we both know water. Law. Man, I don't know what what. I'm not, i don't know what. Russian's my second language. i the, the gender thing is what I get wrong. <laughs> like what you're asking me about is what I don't know. <laughs> really? Yeah. What is
0: water in Russian?
1: Oh uh, no, voda right but i don't know if it's on that or on
0: ah i see i see it's not the, just the sound of the oh, ending of the, the word me one second
1: same that oh never mind you hang up uh one second uh. okay so anyways i moved to this to this uh just wait un-russian sorry right right
0: Uh, I have a confession. I've been really lazy to learn Russian. Right. I do find it fascinating and interesting, but everything I sell is English, like as an English teacher or English courses or whatever, and recruiting for English. Mm -hmm. So I've been kind of, I think, psychologically using that as an excuse not to learn Russian. Um, My Mm -hmm. girlfriend speaks. I don't need it. Everywhere I go, I get things done.
1: Right uh so what so what's your what so my you, point is i've been lazy and i well, we know that <laughs> i know that but but at the same time i understand your perspective you just don't need it
0: i don't need it i already don't need it you have to
1: force yourself to need it. it yeah
0: the only way i do need it that i see in my life is to communicate with my girlfriend's family and, um, like, make friends in Russia.
1: I mean, look at this. Yeah. Even even now, you got a guy, you can do a podcast, and even that's not in Russian, right? Yeah. Like, look at my that. My whole life, I <laughs> I had,
0: I every day, I don't need Russian. Right. The supermarket's easy enough not to be able to speak Russian. Right. Other than that, I speak to my girlfriends, friends back home and at work. And the people I speak to in Russian that, like, not I don't have close friends here, but the people that I consider friends, mm-hmm. like, or acquaintances, whatever, I speak English to. Mm-hmm. um so i haven't needed to use russian except for communicating properly with my girlfriend's parents
1: well, well would you want to learn russian like
0: just for that that's the only reason yeah but but do like. you
1: personally want to no
0: no not really uh-huh. it's a lot of time like and to be honest i don't do you know a second language i do yeah like enough to What language? I can fully understand Afrikaans. Like if anyone says anything right and I can speak like fifty percent of it.
1: Okay. Sixty percent Okay. You say no Africa you know Afrikaans. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. would survive I went an to Afrikaans community. Only
0: Afrikaans school when I was in P three, I was the only English person to go to that school. Um I think there was one other person in a different grade, but uh in my grade so everyone was Afrikaans, like got thrown into the deep end. But um
1: yeah that will force you to learn
0: it yeah and then in grade eight i went to an afrikaans school that had their first year of english but where i lived everyone well, spoke well afrikaans what's your
1: confession well. then right your confession is i haven't co- learned russian because, because uh, everything's lazy. in english but now you're saying i don't want to learn anyways <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't i don't need to so
1: maybe your confession so is i don't want to learn russian
0: <laughs> i don't want to enough that's the thing i right. don't need to enough i don't want to enough but because to me the only thing is like um pleasing my girlfriend's family, or at least being able to communicate with them and meet them and understand my girlfriend more. Other than that, there's but no design.
1: You probably want your kids to know Russian, right? Yeah. Or do yeah, you, you not course.
0: care about that either? No, of course I want them to learn Russian, as many languages as possible at a, at, at a young age. Yeah. Okay.
1: So wouldn't you want to learn Russian just so that you can participate in that process? The only
0: reason is like to...
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Um, when I imagine it, like is to see it that way what's going to
1: be is that your kids could talk with your wife but mm-hmm. you not understanding what they're saying It's true <laughs> now would you want that <laughs> i
0: inevitably do see myself learning russian i'm just being really stubborn with myself about it like, right because
1: it's such a tough language well but like just don't don't learn the grammar the, mm-hmm. the the hard part of russian is the grammar Really? Just learn same, the vo- same just as English. Learn the vocabulary. Yeah, but if you know the vocabulary, you can understand and speak the language. You just won't mm-hmm. speak it correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah but true. no one. But yeah. Your goal is do the find the golden middle. Mm. Just speak the just learn the vocabulary.
0: Just enough to speak Russian. Just enough yeah. to speak it and just yeah. enough to understand it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Don't learn the grammar is what you're gonna get stuck on, and the grammar is horrible.
0: See, I'm making excuses, but uh, when my girlfriend was teaching me Russian. I'm so, I was so critical as a teacher being like, no, you should teach the vocabulary first with uh-huh. uh, a picture or whatever. And the sound of the letter, the alphabet, mm-hmm. everything together should teach me. And I'd be like, no, not like that. Teach like this or like, mm-hmm. uh. but it's, I've been weak. Neither to I fucking
1: learn Russian, dude. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> really, Learn Russian. Привет,
0: uh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, you should learn Russian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <you> should. <laughs> How do you say привет? No, привет. Privyet. Привет, well, no, don't say that uh, uh, at the end. the end. Yeah, there you go. Just re a, re it's just a T. Um. Oh, let me tell you about the the abuse part from mm-hmm. my end. So I uh, I moved to this family. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Sorry. All right? No, no problem. Tangent. Uh, second <laughs> second aunt. Um, she's related to my family, and then her husband, who's just a random guy, and then their kid, and he's three years older than me. And he's a. Uh, he's a. Uh, I don't know if he's a jujitsu, but he's some sort of martial arts. Mm -hmm. champion. Okay. And they moved to Russia, so the reason why they moved, anyways, they owe my mother a debt. And me living there pays Mm -hmm. off the debt. My mother helped them buy their apartment in St. Petersburg. Okay. So, I live there, they start being bad to me, and they start, they start resenting me over family politics. They stop feeding me.
0: But why do they start resenting you? Because you're smoking weed? No. (laughs) No.
1: what are you talking about no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what is the reason there's a reason it's a family it. politics i told you a but lot of f-
0: that's not the reason though there's so much
1: no no sport. that is the reason what do you mean family politics um there's a
0: reason in that dude I'm it's like hey, dude it's, there's a lot of so so, no, so politics is like um there's
1: a lot of politics in my family they
0: sanctioned you because you pissed on the floor or some shit no no no,
1: no, no. <laughs> i don't know you're looking at this in a very uh, south african basic way <laughs> no i was like i was thinking about politics
0: it's like um there's normally some kind of competition or right there is some kind of uh conflict but what was the conflict right the effect? conflict
1: was it was that i wanted to stay in russia Dude, this is like super hard to explain. There's like This is politics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> politics yeah. Politics is hard to Personal explain. Personal
0: politics is the worst because that's like it's me. So how do
1: I... <laughs> no, no, it's not just me. There's a lot of family... Politics are hard to explain. It's like a Star Wars episode one to three. There's a lot of fucking politics in the, those episodes.
0: Oh, Dude, I skip that to the lightsaber stuff. No. <laughs> yeah, <I'm just laughs>
1: that's what I'm telling you about. It's <laughs> so like yeah. just skip the politics. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so because of family politics, they started a... They stopped feeding me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I shared a room with that that cousin of mine. And uh, he was trying to light on my face during my curfew so I couldn't fall asleep. And um, there's a lot of extra shit. But what he did to me was that he he choked me one time. And then oh. another time was that he... Uh, like... Was yeah, a- yeah. He tra- and picked yeah. me up. Oh, like Darth Vader. Right. Like Darth Vader, baby. Well, he's three years older than me. I'm in fucking school. There's a big fucking difference. Oh, I see. And he's... uh. Yeah, and he's a martial arts. Oh artist. shit, motherfucker, dude! So there's like a big difference. You know what I'm talking about? That's I'm just it, that's illegal. What you not should you shouldn't be allowed to do that? Right, right. He shouldn't be mm-hmm. allowed. Okay. Anyways, that's the conclusion I'm trying to get at. But yeah. he did that one time. Yeah. The second time we did was he uh he did some maneuver. I don't know what happened. You know yeah. I'm a fucking virgin. <laughs> he yeah. fucking maneuvers me. I'm a legit virgin in this oh, story. Shit.
0: Yeah, that's a bad guy,
1: man. No, he didn't rape me. It's like a but <laughs> what he no, did. But was still... He flips me over, yeah. and then he stomps his foot on my chest and he holds my chest, and that's the. Uh... Anyway, so it was the two. Were instances. you violent
0: with him before that? No, or... never,
1: never. I'm, I'm trying to be. Look, they shine my face. They shine a light at my face to fall asleep. I'm as submissive as possible.
0: What is the difference between that and someone carrying a pistol on their hip? That's reckless. He could have broken your neck or choked you in a moment of rage. Right, know, he could... That,
1: well, I mean, he could have, right. But that's why... I never thought about it that way.
0: But that's why uh, in proper trained places, they... For example, in the court of law, they practice discipline, is what I'm saying. But in the court of law, if you have that qualification, say you're a black belt, jiu-jitsu, and you kill someone, that works against you. It does. Because you are i wouldn't say you can right, but, but when you go into that weapon. sport
1: those type of sports you have a responsibility of course to and not put that on a
0: power without responsibility and right. he was reckless he was reckless he was sick right he didn't have control of. Responsibility, oh, i understand what you're responsibility. Saying. so um
1: i've had to, i have thought about that before
0: yeah it was not right so that i'm sorry that happened to you dude well,
3: just
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude it's like uh what are you talking about this is my life do you, you know
0: do you imagine now having power over that person in like imaginary uh,
1: That's super interesting, super interesting question. I have to think about it for a second. Um, okay. I I haven't. I don't think about it that much. That's the thing is I don't think about it very often. It's like a,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's like a bad memory, and I just deleted the memory.
0: Deleted. Okay. It's
1: just a it's just a thing that happened to me, but it's hard to me to relive that emotion.
0: That that memory delete, but, but do you when come I up see imagine, but I no,
1: but I ha, I don't come up with imagine. I just I think myself mm-hmm. am better than them. Okay. So my imagine my imagination really is that over time I'll just be always be better, and as so like with the Soviet Union in America, it's mm-hmm. gonna compound over time, and eventually mm-hmm. I'll just be better. Uh, so that's I guess my my illusion, but I've had a dream mm-hmm. where I met my uh, I saw my uh. Or sometimes I'm at their house again. I'm in an apartment again. Or I see my, my cousin in the metro. And uh, it's just fear and discomfort. Fear. Fuck that shit. Yeah, dude. It's just fear I know, and discomfort. Dude, I hate fear, man, so much. It's not fear. It's just more discomfort. It's just like, yeah. I'm submissive now.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: that dis- sub- Being submissive to someone is the worst feeling in fe- the world. Yes. Like having a gun when I was hijacked in South Africa, having a gun to my head and climbing on my knees and putting my hands up. It was like the first time in my life where I was like, I want to live, whatever, just fucking take everything. Ah, uh, dude. And uh, I was as they stole the vehicle and they were reversing. I saw my bodyboard and fins uh, grab my bodyboard and pulled out. As this is happening, my friend is running down the stairs. He sees his father with a gun to his head and tries to punch the guy. Guy steps mm-hmm. back. A point from here i was literally two meters away from here to the bed so two meters two and a half meters mm-hmm. shoots at him and misses him and he says he feels the air of the bullet afterwards wow. he told me that he felt the air of the bullet could past his face and i believe that because i saw it like yeah and uh did that
1: hurt your ears when that happened like was no, it it's like not a... that
0: it's not uh, it's loud but it's not uh in your ear mm-hmm. like, uh, and um yeah they climbed the car and went away and my point is that after i was in such a submissive situation that after that i imagined scenarios of catching the guys and putting them through the same experience mm-hmm. of what they did to us and uh that it made a lot of like at first i was in shock and like sadness and then uh the next day like anger you mm-hmm. know like fuck these guys right this country and shit like that like right. i'm living out peacefully wow. i'm not doing anything developed like a racist stage in me uh, what i was saying earlier like where i started fearing people because they were black and mm-hmm. i know that black people always do this for a few months but then i started remembering that when i was a child my best friends were black people and my parents used to make oh, jokes wow. like, "Oh,
1: that was something you had to remember yeah wow that's crazy
0: go back to and my like my grandfather is always speaking about like these like bad black people and my parents and stuff like that at the time and seeing this they don't realize superiority crimes. and i started believing it mm-hmm. like around 16 years old especially after this uh, traumatic experience mm-hmm. and then the association of certain group of people who commit mostly commit those kinds of crimes in south africa i uh, lost focus Um, Or I lost indifference. I lost difference. I gained indifference. Uh, How can you say... (laughs) Understanding. Understanding. I painted all black people with the same brush. Mm -hmm. Like in thinking that uh, they're involved in crime or their family is or stuff like that. But it's just because of the traumatic event and uh, the society I wasn't around. Like um, racist family and stuff like that. That I... Switched to that thinking and caught myself like six months later after eventually being angry with these people so much that I could only let it go and understand why they would do that and thankful that we weren't shot. Oh, wow. So, Um,
1: by understanding, did did you have to like go back to understand history or what does that mean understanding?
0: Yeah. So like understanding was uh, in terms of the racism thing at that time was... That it's not all black people that commit these crimes and that my family isn't right in what they are saying or the surroundings or the friends so your parents
3: were
0: parents were racist yeah yeah not so much now but they still are in a privileged way Mm -hmm. like dad went to the military to stop the black people from coming so super racist back then Mm -hmm. so he's changing his idea but he's still uh, you know everyone's racist like that whether they know it or not Unless they're completely aware of it, like completely aware of it. Because, like I said, with Orientalism, people that are different, you have an infer- inherent fear.
2: Right.
0: Inherently, as a human being, if someone's different to you, you will um, not immediately have them on your side. But if someone's the same as you, it's more likely to make a partnership or a team. Mm-hmm. That's also how we survived as human beings. But it's also to our detriment in common society in modern society. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I had to realize, though, that beyond skin color, we are human and this kind of thing, like, uh, d- yeah, strange thing. Um, it's easy, though, to hate Mexicans, for example, if they made your daughter addicted to cocaine and kidnapped her, for example, and you had a personal experience with Mexicans only. hmm Um, but, uh overall if you go to mexico and meet all of mexico generally you'll realize they are good people mm. you know um it's also the political establishments and the, the media that that fuels that but that
1: uh that's interesting so that's crazy because in your life it wasn't as it's probably not as multicultural as it is in the states for instance right uh, yeah. like we have like uh, white people black people mexicans well, your
0: opposites like 15 percent are black in the u.s and like right
1: but so so i there was a moment in my life in the in the states where i grew up in the ghetto mm-hmm. so it was weird because i went from my dad's life from my mm-hmm. dad where it was a small town in america connecticut you know connecticut mm-hmm. right one of the one of the most boring states in the in the u.s mm-hmm. and it's all white people all white people mm-hmm. i'm the most dark person i actually thought i was adopted because of okay. it was so dark compared to my parents. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm the darkest person there. Like and then, your skin color. Right, yes. What? So, and then I go, that's how white it is. Yeah. And then I move in with my mother. You mean
0: your personality, like you're wearing your cap back. No, no, not my personality. <laughs> just
1: my skin color. <laughs> I was okay. as white as could be, okay, personality-wise. Okay. Okay. And then I move into the ghetto mm-hmm. uh, in, like, sixth grade. And I look around my class. Mm-hmm. and there's like 25, 30 kids. Mm-hmm. All of them are black as night. Why didn't you move to the ghetto if you're mama... I moved, to, my mom was a foreigner. So she bought her first house. She was wasn't wealthy yet. No, no, she was just a foreigner. Like she, oh, okay. she a money. She divorced my, my father mm-hmm. very quickly. So she was just a foreigner that could live in the States. But I she see, was still I first see. generation foreigner. I see. So yeah. we lived in the, in the ghetto, and there was only two kids that were white. Out of like 25 30 kids that were just black as night, yeah, or Mexican, yeah, yeah, and uh, cool,
0: interesting experience, dude. Interesting experience,
1: (laughs) like you get used to it very quickly, yeah. But it's um, the first day is definitely a shock. It's like the similar shock I would explain of being going to Russia the first day of school, Mm. like
0: wow, you're just shocked, dude. That's that's extreme, that's hectic, dude. Uh, The first that must have shook your like consciousness or what you believe about everything to my like,
1: heart was pumping
0: like break down your mental no, side so i
1: life. got a few months before <laughs> i got moved to russia i moved to russia in the winter yeah so in the winter break so d- late december january mm-hmm. uh in halloween which is mm-hmm. last day of october i got beat up in america i got beat up but with a kid true. with a yeah. kid with a bamboo stick yeah I uh, started the situ- the altercation. But anyways, that's what happened. Okay, <laughs> that was the conclusion.
0: Yeah. And uh, where did he find a bamboo stick? He had one to- with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like in the states. So where, but, where, where does bamboo? Anyways, go in When my maybe? mother found out about <laughs>
1: it, what she when my mother found out about it found out about it, what she told me was, "Oh, mm-hmm. well, it's a good thing that happened to you because mm-hmm. now you're more prepared for what's going to happen to you when when you move to Russia." <laughs> so that was my preparation mm-hmm. for russia when i was moving to russia when mm-hmm. i was 13. so first day of school my heart is pumping mm-hmm. it's the second day of school and they in my uh, and you couldn't speak russian the, yet at all. i can speak a little bit of russian okay, with, my, okay. with my russian family but i don't yeah. even know the difference between uh regular person and like we we is for like uh formal and then non-formal oh, i don't okay. even know about it so i would yeah. talk to teachers like and informal, like, right? Hey, Mom. And the like... whole class would start laughing. <laughs> the whole class would start laughing. That's how okay, okay, okay. low I know my yeah, Russian. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, like informal. Like yeah, language. very bad Russian. Okay, okay. Came to write my write my name, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so the the day the night before, my family says, "Oh no, you can't, you can't have the first class be gym. Mm-hmm. If it's gym class, you know you're gonna be changing. It's gonna be very like, I don't know." You're gonna be lower than the toneable. You want to be not in gym. <laughs> Why? I don't know. For for some reason, they told me that gym class. I don't know the culture. Okay. I don't know anything. So if they tell me yeah. you don't want to meet them in gym class, then you don't want to meet them in gym class. You understand? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what explanation they give you. It's a different culture. Okay. So I'm like, fuck! I can't fucking meet them in gym class. Mm-hmm. They they mm-hmm. write me into class. My first class is gym class. So, I'm like, fuck. So, I, I go into class. Everybody's already running. Everybody's already doing their shit. Yeah. I gotta go change. I don't got any changing clothes. So, I go in the changing room, and it's just two Russian, like, punks. Like, all leather. Completely yeah. from boots. At school. At school. Two did, of them. Did you know not not wear uniform? They're all... No. They were breaking uniform. Okay. And they... Everybody was already playing. So they what, were every, the only two
0: not playing. Everyone else is supposed to wear uniform. These two guys wear these right. like leather things. Right. Oh, okay.
1: And there's no locker. So okay. I just have to put my backpack mm-hmm. on a seat next to them. Oh, fuck. And just say, okay, well, I'm not going to sa- I'm not gonna stay here. Here's, so- my, here's my shit, guys. <laughs> right. I'm not going to sit here. I got to go outside with the guys that are playing, right? But I can't bring my backpack. Mm-hmm. So I put my backpack next, next to them. I just heart pumping i don't know okay well i guess i go outside did you shit get started no so i, I go outside <laughs> and then the teacher goes okay class everybody stop mm-hmm. complete activity 100 mm-hmm. everybody active stop everybody stops do their mm-hmm. own shit okay we have a new student and she brings me in front and puts them all into military line i'm from the what? united I'm, in, I'm from the united states mil- of america oh, wait, in line in Russia, they yeah. put everybody in military. They make everybody yeah. march and everything. I'm from the yeah. United States of America. There's none of that. Just, so I pledge allegiance to-, to the flag of the United States of America to the Republic to which it stands, one nation under all, <laughs> under God, indivisible, under God. Under, all, under God. <laughs> under God. What's the next one? Okay, well, I gotta do it all over again. Yeah, please, please, please. Dude, um, I, I pledge allegiance. <laughs> I gotta leave the hand. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America okay what does that mean
0: what does that mean i pledge allegiance to the flag How can what a flag so the flag must represent something right
1: obviously right the flag is the red white and blue the red is the blood of the fallen soldiers okay which happens. and the white i have no fucking idea what i mean liberty i guess and the blue so in the in the flags and the stars represent the states because mm-hmm. there's the united states 50 stars again okay.
0: But uh, I always thought the red was the Republicans, the blue was the Democrats. No, 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 no that's religion. not that's
1: no way, no no. That no. is not what it means.
0: Clever of the Democratic parties to take certain colours in the flag for symbolism. No, 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 no. I mean the why would they have chosen green where
1: The Democrats? The Democrats are blue.
0: Well, yeah, I know, but why would any state choose green where every time you see the American flag? You know, oh, I see. So it's, it's kind of
1: like a, so so we should have a white we yeah, would a, be a, a white party. A white, <laughs> a <parties>. white party.
0: <laughs> maybe that's why there isn't a white that's, party. <laughs> yeah, maybe
1: that's why. Imagine that <laughs> the white political the whites, party. <laughs> the blues, the reds. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Oh, uh, yeah, that wouldn't work.
0: The the look, the Republican Party you might as well call themselves the White Party. You might as well.
1: But it's crazy because the Republicans used to be for the blacks. Originally, but it that originally was the Democrats were against the black people.
0: But that's the thing. What you must remember about political parties don't judge the current decisions of the political party by what they stood for 200 years ago or even 50 years ago. It's, mm-hmm. What is this policy decision? Right. Because it's, peop- it's, it's new people. Forget about the. Yeah, it's new people all the time. It's mm-hmm. it's not like um, it's not like they're following an ideology. They, they change policy like. Political parties always change ideology. That's why it's important to uh, mix your political parties according to what their policies are. Mm. The problem with the United States is I think having a limited number of um, uh, representatives is... In parties, really. In parties, yeah. Having only two parties is very detrimental um, because you have a very restricted form of view and you will have a polarized form of view especially if you have two because they will compete against each other and you get extremes on other hands mm-hmm. but if you have a diverse and equally represented uh form of government like um multiple parties but they're all guaranteed a minimum of 15 a maximum of let's say 25 percent, mm-hmm. then you'll get a more accurate perspective of a democracy but when you have polarized version, so,
1: so so in south africa do you have more political parties than this too
0: you do but you have a you, you do. So you have, I think as many as that are registered and representative, you have to win
1: like, I think we have 10, 12, 15. Right. That's just the the little, the little details, but how many political Um, parties? I
0: I don't know the little details. I don't know how many exactly you're allowed to register in South African election. Mm. And I don't know what the qualifications are, but we do have like around eight, 10 that I know of in the media. Some might not even be, um, known to me. I don't, um, so you but the thing is you have a, in a democracy space you have a representative government where the majority of the people agree with the political party mm. you have a situation in the states now where it's a 50 50 mm-hmm. almost so you almost have, always has been yeah so now you have like half of the country not agreeing with what's happening not exactly what's happening but the the political party in power that's implementing what's happening. For example, if there was an environmental protection uh, policy made under the Democrats, the Democrats would approve and the Republicans would disapprove. And if it was made under the Republicans, the Republicans would approve, but the Democrats would find um, lacks sense. or flaws. Right. right. And so there's this polarized opinion um, in almost half. like it's competitive it's like a representation of a capitalist society within its political right they're competing another another competing in unfortunately um scientifically inaccurate directions one party is tending towards um science but uh they've brought i would say in the liberal in the liberal they've brought in humanitarian not humanitarian uh, humanities arguments like sociology or gender classification that are not quite, uh, correct. Um, but they are also super environmentally positive, which I think is good, but unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just get off oil or you can't just call everyone a girl who's, who's had a sex transplant Mm. immediately, or you can't make me say that. Um, and on the right, you have these, uh, Everything's a hoax, fake news. Don't trust the media. Um, oil. Forget about the environment. Uh, it's okay. It happens. This is just a usual thing. Um, exactly the opposite. Boys are boys. Girls are girls. Homos. Da, da da da. On the right. Right. And you have this exactly polarized or opposite opinions on. Uh, and I don't agree with on the right as well. Like for for myself, I'm like a little bit in the middle. I realize the nihilism. The world is going to end, but I don't believe in the rap- rapture of Jesus Christ as like the inv- evangelicals do on the right of, right. of the states. But well, also, the utopia of the utopia left. Or the utopia of the left. Right. It's unrealistic because there's always competition or competitiveness as mm-hmm. a human being or society. Greed and fear are inherent, right? So, um, what was the point we were speaking about? I forgot. But uh, in the, yeah, my point was in the United States, you have this polarized opinion. And so it creates the extremes of each. Right. Instead of a representative. Because the society is not just a representation of the society, but the society forms according to the political structure Mm -hmm. as well. Now you have these two societies forming because of the political structure, but we've forgotten the purpose of the political structure. The political structure is meant to represent the people. Right. Not form the people and you have these oligarchs playing in with the political structure as well forming the people right
1: that are that are playing that are forming the biases yeah of course um, f- of people that have no uh, no not ideas but no no pains of themselves yet divide and
0: conquer when they're right. fighting each other how do they take away our power as mm-hmm. an oligarch? Or,
1: you know so and, so in South America so South Africa it's not like that just yes, because already 80 percent. it's
0: already like that it's the oligarchs it's exactly like that <laughs> so like the peers and the current president's the multimillionaire and these companies and so they already oh, own the, all the politicians there Oh, own the politicians and the businesses and the contracts and the tenders and the politicians own i see each other.
1: so so in africa let's say i'm a let's say i'm a black person in africa do i have a justice belief in thinking that the whole system is already against me
0: Definitely. I think if you're an African person around the world, if you're a black person around the world, right? Um, I wouldn't say it's against you, but you're at a disadvantage compared to a white person, typically, and generally or on average.
1: Okay. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, I I understand the idea. So I'm a so let's say I'm a black. So obviously, if I'm a black person in Africa, mm-hmm. that's worse than if I'm a black person in America, or no? Well, what's, uh, and you don't understand America that well as I do, but what's your idea? It's interesting that
0: you asked that question. Um, Because I thought about that a lot, actually. So how do we measure that? Do we use GDP? Do we use um, general happiness index? Right. What measures who's living a better life? Like an African in a poor country or an African in in the States Um, that can support children and have a family in the rest? So I've found that through everyone I've met in the world, like all around the countries, the rest, I, like I said, I lived in seven countries, met hundreds of thousands of people, maybe in my mm-hmm. life. I don't know how many the average person does or whatever, but the happiest people I ever met was African people living in Africa. Mm-hmm. Really, because they're not exposed to like um, before, like social media and the media and this rap and... Uh, these cultural influences where it was just the community living together and living simply waiting for the sunrise
1: Mm. uh,
0: planting crops Mm -hmm. simple life you know the happiest and most genuine loving people they don't have a big education or some properties needing to manage or um, any of these situations they just have each other and the natural resources around them happiest people ever met whereas you get these people from England who have a much better life that always complaining about shit or in the U S or wherever, um, complaining about shit. And then you find these like African peaceful people, happy, loving people, aspiring to have like the, for example, the black American culture, like, um, starting to learn rap songs and dress like, mm-hmm. and, and like, to me, it's heartbreaking because like, you don't want to be like that. Like it's, you, it's weird. It, it's like we want progression in society and economic development. I think there should be clinics and everything. But I think everyone should also be farming their own crops and living in a community. Mm. So in African culture, it's communal, everyone shares, everyone like um, works together, everyone cooperates. Whereas in the Western world, it's like, um, you work for yourself and your family, and you don't know your neighbors, but these guys in Africa, they don't just know the neighbors; they know the neighboring village. So, mm-hmm. what i was saying is, it it looks appealing to African people to adopt Western West. culture, right?
1: Because it's a little a little bit richer.
0: Yeah, because it has more money, but you lose the uh, like wealth in in yourself, in your community, in your happiness. The happiness. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, man. So yeah, because in America, they sometimes the right sometimes says that. Black people should still be happy of what we you know the, the outcome because they're still living at a higher liver, living standard than if they were to, if they were to stay in Africa.
0: Yeah, but they wouldn't have economic slavery in Africa. They wouldn't have working for someone else the whole time. you catch your your right prey. So, th-
1: so there might have been some sure. other advances in the culture in society.
0: Look, there wasn't the will or the cell phones or anything like that when they came to Africa and there was still violence and like, tribal warfare. But it wasn't one race oppressing another or one race being oppressed by. Um, yeah, of course, there was like the Khoisan and the Zulus fighting each other or, or this kind of thing, but it wasn't systemic and continuous. Like they would flee and move throughout Africa. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's a, it's interesting to think about that. Just I don't know. I, I'm still of the opinion that Africa was um, more advancements happened because of Europe's intervention into Africa than would have happened if Africa just stayed itself.
0: Definitely. Um, like the wheel, the wheel specifically. Right. Like Africa didn't have the wheel before Europeans or colonists came mm-hmm. so much as we know. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised with um, these societies. Often history was destroyed especially with colonizers like um they would often um replicate an uh, agenda or ideology for example like english explorers to say that england wasn't the most sophisticated or advanced society was taboo or like you'd be shunned really excluded from funding that's in, crazy and yeah so like for example explorers speaking about the mine kingdoms in south america would lose funding or have competition. Mm-hmm. Same similar to Africa. And um, so, yeah, so and the thing about Africa is written history or South America. It didn't have written history until the colonized, they didn't write mm. that we know of. But I don't think every text was destroyed, otherwise, we would find some kinds of evidence of it. Right. Um, but uh, <clears throat> you have evidence of ancient civilizations in Zimbabwe. That was like 6,000 years ago. Like the um, same times the pyramids were being built, these kinds of eras, where it was, they call the richest king uh, in the world at the time. Like richer than in Egypt, richer than any, in Africa. In Africa. The richest person at the time was in Zimbabwe. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, 6,000 years ago. And there's remnants of this ancient uh, civilization that was this ancient kingdom. Mm-hmm. But it's very destroyed. It's like rubble. It wasn't preserved at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised because these colonizers come in and they want to replicate uh, or they want to eliminate uh, people's um, liberation
3: right.
0: from their indoctrination or their captivity. You know, So they will destroy your religion, destroy your culture, destroy your... I do think uh, that's, that's, the, that's
1: like the Holocaust of Africa, well, is the destruction of culture.
0: It's, it's, it's warfare, but it's also psychological warfare and colon, right. colonizations. Like, um, people say to me when i speak about the black lives matter movement and there's not a lot of crime and think that they oh, said that all the black people commit a lot of crime in the u.s and i say well you got to look at why you know and like look at how white people were allowed loans to get houses and black people weren't and so they lived in certain areas denied opportunities therefore what do you do little of crime blah 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 and and um fuck i went some tangent there but uh God, was talking about, dude? Pretty drunk. It's okay. The original point. Original I don't know point. what
1: the original point was, but with the Americans, yeah, and the the whites don't have those problems. The blacks, the black people do have those problems. Um, and and what the Americans think is that no, it's okay.
0: <laughs> what the Americans? that was extra information to the point I was making. I understand. I forgot.
1: <laughs> anyway, well, we were talking originally about you were talking about abuse in Africa. That was the original original point. Yeah, shit. <laughs> 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 and uh you were talking about how you're uh, it, for me as crazy as you as an individual is that even though you were abused as a child both in your personal life and in your school life how you right now think that abuse is not good
0: so there are two ways to go with that um so either the individual who experiences like punishment wants to enforce punishment or wants to avoid punishment um, uh, it's not fight or flight, but it's more, um, if you, if you take, uh, analysis of yourself or of the concepts, as a whole or general overview of what happens to people through, um, abuse, it's not, uh, good. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people think, uh, oh, get him in a fight will make him tough. Yeah, he might get physically tough. Or what you think is mentally tough, but he's also becoming mentally ill. Mm-hmm. It's not right. Um, so I was saying much earlier, like, um, <sighs> I went to a Christian school, and every time I was naughty, right. I went to, uh, like, the teacher or the principal's office, and they used to smack us. Right. But so, the stick in impangani Christian school, <laughs> and I'll call the school out by name, and I'll tell you why later. Right. So... It had a stick with a smiley face and a sad face. So if you're naughty, you go into the office and they. Um, now, the sad face is pointing to you, give you a smack, pray for you, smiley face while they pray for you. And I was like, fuck that stick. The smiley oh face and God. the sad face. You hit me. I can see, I don't have to see both sides to know the sad face is on the <laughs> other side there. What the right. fuck is this? Anyway, um, I'm going to come back and tell you the full story to that uh, embezzlement with the principal and everything. I just need to fight him so i was in a christian school and um in the primary sevens um new prefects are elected so like the leaders of the school whatever so uh in that year seven i was year six and new prefects got elected and it was like the first time that black students got elected as prefects at at, at my primary school because before it always used to be whites and the younger guys coming through whatever and I used to play football at that school. I was at that school for like three or four years. Mm-hmm. I used to play football at that school every single break and do my routine. Play football with the boys, go to the water, wash my hands, wash my face, sweating, and drink some water. I'd like water back in those days or just, you know, as a kid after football, you just, Right, right. Just drink the, the best water, water ever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. And uh, <laughs> so the first day of the new prefix, the first day that they have the authority, I um, am doing my same routine, and the prefect comes to me. She says, "You're late for class." I'm like, "I'm so sorry. Like, finish what I'm doing." And she's like, "No, tomorrow you have to write me like fifty lines, um, for writing lines. Right, write a page. No, um, lines of each page. Oh wow. I will not be late for class again for whatever a sentence that takes up one line." Mm -hmm. She gave me these lines, and in my mind, I was like, "It's the first day on duty." I do this every day. She's, like, now got this authority thing. It's also a black girl. And I was thinking, like, deeper than that, I was thinking, like, her whole family and culture has never had authority, and now she has this, like, white boy, as right. like, this privileged boy. Right. And she has authority to be able to do something. She wants me to do this, and it's slightly ridiculous to write 50 lines for being, like, three or four minutes late. And everyone else is late as well. Right. Like straight to me. It's a bit weird. So I was, like, I'm not doing those lines. no. Like went to class my teacher was fine with it everything was cool do what i do on the day or whatever carried on did my work went home the next day the prefect says to me like where are your lines i said i'm not doing them <laughs> so i'm gonna tell your teacher she goes to the teacher teacher says to me apparently you were late for class and you have to do these lines and i said oh i'm not doing those lines the next day comes and uh Teacher says, where's the lines? I said, I didn't do the lines. She's like, got to go to the principal. <laughs> okay. Principal says, uh, so the principal calls me in the same day. And he says, you go fetch your bag and uh, you bring paper. You're going to do those lines in my office now. Okay. And, but this time corporal punishment was ruled out by like one year or two years. So I could see like he's fuming to like hit me. Like. Right, right, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I was like, okay. Left and I was like so scared and fucking. I was so scared of like facing the law there. Um, but I was more like uh had self pride not to conform to something that I believe was wrong, right? That I jumped the fence of school and uh, well, I was grade, grade five, grade wow. six, then so mm-hmm. that's like eight years old, nine years old. I jumped the fence and grade so you start school yeah, seven around seven, around nine. eight uh, no no ten years old around yeah 10. around
1: 10 around 10, 10
0: 11 yeah i was young for my grade so it's around 10 and uh jumped the fence and i walked around four kilometers home five kilometers home and i remember like seeing a police car and hiding in the bush
1: oh my
0: god so anyway uh then uh go back to school after the weekend monday go back to school i called my dad then i was like dad this is what they try to make me do like fuck it like my dad's also a rebel so he was like i mm-hmm. fully understand Just children i was crying and i was so scared and i was like it was cool that, was cool that. So it was cool that i would have been broken right. as a you human. didn't call you
1: didn't call your mom though <laughs>
0: <laughs> i might have i might have she would have said call your dad maybe right. as well like huh. um my parents are very like anti-society as well so like they uh they understood and then next week i was in public school Mhm. And it was cool, but anyway, years later, that principal was found to be stealing money from the Christian school and the church, and oh, wow. was arrested. So, fuck him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it all comes back back around.
0: Yeah, no, well, it's just like he didn't even listen to uh, like what I was saying. Like I've been doing this, he so didn't even want to hear. It was that's to me was the issue. Hmm. He didn't even want to like listen to so I was like okay
1: oh I see you don't want to listen to you saying that hey, it's few lines just BS or
0: the all the teacher as well they they felt like that's so what we have to do we follow the procedure and I will try and say it's bullshit right it's bullshit yeah we should have stopped the football five minutes before the mm-hmm. bell rang and did all of our shit but all of us played football and like we've been doing this for years so sub- when the change. bell rings
1: that's when you stop playing
0: and look the prefect said 50 lines or like half a page and then the teacher said a full page and then it got extended to like two pages or I see. so i was like not a fuck now there's right. no ways i'm doing it. and i also disagree with it like I mean, anyway
1: So <laughs> i think it's time to hear
0: yeah dude Just straight up that was pretty good
1: <laughs> that was awesome thanks for coming thank dude. you dude